from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, let's talk about the new Indie World Direct. Why would Gerald choose anyone besides Yennefer? Is Tony Hawk a skateboard? to Nintendo Main, episode 198. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, two for one Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Phantom of the Oprah Den, Mikowski. And I'm John of Rage Knitter. John of Rage 4. That's right. Welcome to uh, our, our weekly Nintendo show about you know Nintendo news by Nintendo fans like yourself. We, we are here to bring you all the news and all that fun stuff. It's, a, it's been kind of a I wasn't sure what this episode was going to go, but we had a direct that we're going to talk about in the second half, of course. And, you know, we're streaming right now on Twitch. You can find us at twitch.tv slash Podcast. But, uh, yeah, let's start off our show as we normally do and talk about the games we've been playing and anything we bought. I'll start off. So, what I mentioned in my nickname, Two for One, this is uh, something I came up with uh, while I was playing games. I was like... I was like, I should, ma- I, sh- I should uh, start a limit for myself in video game purchasing where I have to defeat two games or beat two games before I get one game. That's what I was uh, thinking about. And I actually did beat two games this week. That's why I thought of it, because I was like, I should have done this a while ago. So this is my new rule. We'll see how long that it lasts for, but that's what I'm going to try to do. You picked a good time at the end of the year when there's not a whole bunch of new releases. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I wanted to, there's a bunch of stuff I wanted to play anyway. But so the way I, I I bought a game before I came up with this idea, so that is so that hasn't like taken away my one game. So I still have a game that I can buy. That's why I'm I'm doing this. But I'm waiting to see if anything happens with the game awards tomorrow. Which, if you're listening to this on the on the podcast app, that would have already happened. But yeah, the backlog is is major. But so so I beat. I beat Red Faction Guerrilla, the remastered edition, which is a game that I really liked and I wanted to beat for a nice. while. I finally beat that. Um, there is some there is some DLC. There's a DLC mode on there where you play a different faction. I don't know how long that is, but I played around with it a little bit, so I'd like to play through that also. But but I saw the credits, so that counts as being beaten for me. Also, I beat Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which is really cool. It had a really cool ending, and it looks... That game looks really, really good. I played it on my new TV, my new 4K TV, so it looked really nice. And uh, and I, I kind of uh, I felt like I beat it because I learned how to fight. Because like the way you fight in that is kind of the same way you fight in The Witcher. So so I was like, I feel like this The Witcher maybe helped me beat this game because it's like a lot of it is about dodging and you know and attacking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's what I was playing, and I was like, oh, I'll play this like I did The Witcher because I had a really hard fight in The Witcher where I had to dodge a lot and. I felt maybe that made me better in that style of combat, but but yeah, I made through that game. That game is really good. It's a uh, it reminds me a lot of two different games. It reminds me a lot of like Celeste and uh, and uh, Shadow of the Colossus. So Shadow of the Colossus, just in the idea that it's a very isolated 
it's a very isolated quest, like with you just on one mission, and you don't really have anybody to talk to aside from your own like self conscious. You know, like you you have yourself talking back to you and telling you that you, that you can't do things and all that. But based on what I well, the little amount I read about it, I thought it was sort of it would be sort of like Eternal Darkness a little bit, maybe in the, the sanity of, effects. Yeah, sort of, but they're not really, but they're not really like sanity effects. They're just like your own self, like talking you down. You know. And and all of the stuff that you experience is, is real, I guess. I mean, it can it can kill you, you know. So you do have to fight it and all that. And there's a lot of stuff about illusions, but it it doesn't really say that it's not. There, there's no like this isn't happening. But yeah, I guess it kind of has some stuff like that. But it's a great it's a great game. It's not very expensive on the Switch, and I think it's probably one of the best looking games on the system. Like they they ported it really well, and uh, yeah, and I came off with it just really. You know, I was happy that I made it through, and I thought it was a really good game. And I, I should have—I mean, I was so close to the end. I don't know why I didn't finish it before, but I was really—I just had to go through like one door, and then I was like in the last part. But, but I had to figure out how to get there, of course. But yeah, no, it was fun, and I and I made it through and beat another one. So it's nice to see some credits. Add a couple two, two more games to my to my checklist here. But it's yeah, it reminds me—it's very much like a Celeste, and like you have you have to overcome your own self to get to the next thing, and. The audio is really good on it. The performances is really good. There's actually a lot of like live action video in it, but you can't really tell. You know, I think it like blends really well with the rest of it. So you can, you know, there are like actual actors saying stuff and all that. But it's based on a Viking female warrior and her quest to try to bring her love back to life. That's what kind of reminded me of a uh, Shadow of the Colossus because it's the same sort of thing where like his his love is under and he's going on this quest to try to bring them back to life. And uh, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun adventure, and worth checking out. It's on sale a lot, so you know, whenever it's on sale, maybe check it out. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I played Witcher Three. I, I was trying out trying out the stream because I got a new computer and trying to figure out if I can use a camera at the same time, and I can. And I tried a bunch of different games to see like how smooth it was, and it was did fine. Like I didn't have any problems or anything like that. But but I played The Witcher, and I was at this. I was at this guy that I was talking to last week on the show, like the guy that where I got stuck in the cutscene and the one dude's brother me. died or whatever. Not his brother, but a different person. One of his like underlings' brother died or something. But this guy, I guess, like he he had a miscarriage with his wife, and there's like a and there's like a ghost baby that you have to find. That's like this like demonic baby that you have to like pull out of the ground and like rebury and all this stuff. It's a, it's a strange it's a strange story. It kind of took a took a turn. I didn't expect it, but. But uh yeah no you find this baby and they they actually they give you two different options. You can either like try to you can try to kill the baby like right then when it's a little baby thing. So I had so I I tried three different things and they all ended up different ways which I thought was interesting in the game. So first off I tried I I said don't kill the baby. I gave it to the guy and I and he you know Geralt is like he's like no hold it you know and I'll calm it down whatever. And I didn't know how to do that yet. That's one of the spells that you have to use. And Turns out I I went into like the bestiary and that'll tell you like what it's um like like what it's weak against and all that and that actually helps me for that but but yeah I I did that and I found out what the spell was so I so I gave him the baby and he was walking with the baby and then all of a sudden the baby turned into like this giant monster thing which I fought and I got about like halfway through it and then all these like wraiths showed up and they started healing the boss and he ended up killing me and I'm like fuck okay. So I tried it again. I went back and started again. You know, it started right at that beginning where I found the baby. So so I go and I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to kill the baby this time. So I tried to kill the baby. And that was like all in cutscene. 
then the baby ends up becoming this big monster again and killing me. And I'm like, okay, shit. So, so then I go back and do the same thing again where I gave it to the monster and I heal the baby. And then you could go through the whole thing just protecting him from race and then bury the baby. So I had like three different things that happened to me out of two, out of like two choices, which I thought was kind of cool. So, so there's a lot of different things that can happen in that game. And I know you have that game now, Jeremy. So what do you, what do you think of it? I'm not very far in it, but I do really like it so far. Um, I'm just to the, the Griffin. Like I haven't beaten the Griffin yet. Okay. Oh yeah. The Griffin. That's I have to figure out the combat. I'm still learning. Yeah. The Griffin. Um, yeah, I went straight to the Griffin. I know you're supposed to like kind of grind before that, but I don't think it's that hard. You just kind of have to just stay away from him. I mean, I went around and killed some wild dogs and stuff, but I need to do a little more grinding. Yeah, I don't think it really. I don't know if it fully works like where you just because sometimes you don't know. It doesn't seem like you get like you always get experience for killing guys. Right. I think some of it you just get from doing missions. So. So one thing about getting used to the controls and that that I'm noticing is that. It's really easy to like provoke somebody by accidentally pulling out your weapon. Oh yeah, if you're not used to what you're doing with the controls, and then all of a sudden you've got a soldier trying to kill you, and you're like, "Damn it!" Well, it's like I, I, I was pressed the wrong button. Sorry. The the funny thing I was thinking about this today because I did play a little bit of The Witcher. It's like I really wish that games would just kind of like come to like some sort of agreement with each other, where the run button is all the same button. Because I'm playing all these different games that have different run buttons, you know. Because uh-huh. The Witcher is A to run, which like no game is that. And I was playing a I was playing Star Ocean, which I'll talk about later, where that where the run on that is ZR, and I was also playing Red Faction and and Senua's Sacrifice, where run on that is the L button. So it's like. In some in some games to run is to click in the joystick, so it's like, so so when I go from Star Ocean to The Witcher, and I try to run, I accidentally shoot the fire spell at somebody. So I thought of that like while you were talking about accidentally hitting the wrong thing, where you're like in a town and then all of a sudden you're throwing the fucking fire spell at somebody because you thought that was how you ran, and it's like oh shit, I need to get out of here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, it's difficult to try to jump through games that have different run buttons because you're like wait no I no okay that didn't work damn it. That was one of the reasons I set the uh, I set um, the feather to Y in Link's Awakening because at least it was like uh, Breath of the Wild, even though it was a weird. Oh yeah, Link's Awakening was button. Link's Awakening was a whole another thing to me too. That we talked about it when Jess was on the show, but yeah, those controls kind of fucked me up too. It was like, yeah, what, what the hell? Like I felt like Y should be attack and not jump, and I know it was all different and. Uh, Breath of the Wild was the same at first. It was just so yeah. long ago, but the controls were fucky. And then Red Dead Redemption Two was known for being like people accidentally like kill, killing their horse and stuff by accidentally shooting it instead of getting on it. Yeah, well, that's that's because the controls in itself and that are kind of broken from what yeah. I've heard from a lot of people. But yeah, no, that was that was my Witcher Three stuff. Uh, I played Luigi's Mansion Three again. I beat the castle level. I beat the boss there. That was really fun. I got to the plant level, which is like this big giant, uh, one of the, one of those like Venus flytrap things, like through a whole level. That level was really cool. Like these levels just like keep getting cooler and cooler as I go. And then I, and I made it to the um, to the movie set after that. So how long is the game supposed to be? Like twenty hours. Twenty hours is what I hear. Twenty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think I've put like six or seven into it so far. That's where I'm at. I'm hovering hover around five in Luigi's Mansion. So I just started the castle level. Okay. Yeah, it just gets it gets cooler and cooler once you start to get to the more themed levels. And if you want to like go through and find all the gems and stuff like that, there's more to it. Plus there's also the online the online multiplayer stuff which John and I screwed around with a little bit to go yeah, back to play fun. if you want to. So 
So there's some other stuff on there. But yeah, no, it's uh, I still really enjoy the game a lot, and I, I promised myself that I would get through that one before the end of the year, so I, I think I can. Hopefully I can do it. My work's been kind of crazy lately, but I think I'll still have some time to play stuff. I played Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, did we all play the Link stuff on there? Yeah. Did you try I that out? I haven't gotten to try much of it yet, but I did play one, like... There's not Where really somebody made with Link in it. Yeah, you probably played because there's one that's like the the highest rated one, mm. this Japanese one, and that's the best one I think. But I don't think there's a whole lot to do with Link. Like I only found like three levels. That as maybe... far as the levels that have been made so yeah. far, um, yeah. Today I I just played it again, and I think out of the top twenty, there were maybe like four or five Link levels. Yeah, and um, I. And they've in the new update they've kind of they said they updated the search to make it a little bit better, but okay. you still can't type anything in. You can't just like search for link or look for like link levels or whatever. So that's kind of annoying. That's very annoying. So there's not really. I mean, even if you only played it a little bit, I feel like you pretty much got everything. Like once you play that one level, that's like the main level. You get the idea of like what being link is, and it's really cool mm-hmm. to be link. But I just wish there were more levels that people had made more levels, or maybe Nintendo had made some levels. You know, that's kind of where probably, I'm at on that. There probably are all those levels, but the problem is, like you said, the search. You can't find them. You can only find what's in the top, you know, 100 that they display. Yeah. But and, yeah, but the yeah. link, the link stuff in itself is really cool. Like you can really cool. Like yeah, it like kind of changes the whole game. Like you can you can throw a bomb, you can block with the shield, you can do a down stab. So it's like all these, yeah. So like, there's that main level, the most popular one. You know, you're blocking womps with the, with your shield, like pushing them back, and you're pushing back like spikes, uh, spiky balls that he throws at you. Yeah. And you, and you have an arrow, and you can shoot your arrow too, like in a like in an arc. You know, and there's parts where you're like arcing it over walls and stuff like that. So it's really cool. You and you can jump and arc it over walls and stuff. Yeah, and you I can, like that they added a lot of the Zelda music too. I don't know if you yeah found a bunch of that, but. Oh, well, yeah, the main theme, yeah. Songs. yeah. Oh, there's four different songs. I I just found mm-hmm. the main theme mostly. I just found one today where uh, it was the horse race theme it, done eight bit style. It's pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody had it set up. You know, he's got the charge move, the yeah, yeah. boots yeah. move, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's and cool. They that's set it in up to cues right at a section where you made you run across, and I was like, oh, that's really funny. And um, another cool one that I saw today was. Somebody combined. Somebody started it with a music section. Their level, where it was going, then you got the sword, and then it went bump, you know. Oh, nice, yeah. But there's some pretty creative Zelda levels happening there, and it would be nice if we could find them a little easier. Yeah, I can't believe that they didn't let you just type something in. Like, if you're going to modify the search, like, why don't you just make it to where you can just put like? Because we talked about that when it came out. When when you were like, oh, there's a Game Boy level in there. And I'm like, why can't I just type in Game Boy and look for Game Boy? That just seems so stupid. Like, why is that not in there? Come on, guys. So I looked. I definitely looked for um, levels like last week, and it was right after it went live. But there wasn't even like an official one that Nintendo had made yet. So I haven't tried it all this week, but I was surprised that Nintendo didn't like make some new levels. Yeah, something showed off. Yeah, yeah. The the one that I found. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't find any Nintendo ones. Like I know you guys. Uh, Jeremy said that he like checked the story mode and all that, but the, no, I just went, I just went and looked at the popular levels. The Ninja yeah. speed run level, I guess that counts. They're going to be putting one up every once in a while, but oh, right. that's, yeah. that's a Nintendo made one. Yeah. And the one I played of that had the, uh, the frozen pokies in it. So they were mm. showing off the new assets in that regard, at least. What are the frozen pokies? 
they're like the normal pokies but they're like snowman version and oh, i guess yeah, you can yeah, actually yeah. jump on them yeah i saw that because the snow covers up their spikes mm. but they still are like multiple sections so harder to like kill by stomping yeah i thought they were just like um yeah, I thought they were just like frozen, just just snowmen, you know. But I figured that was new because I hadn't seen it before, so they added that. But yeah, no, I mean, I I only played it a little bit, just like like I said, I played, I tried to play whatever lake level I could find, and there weren't very many, so it wasn't really didn't take a whole lot to play it, you know. It was like okay, well, there's that. But I wish there was more because I really like, I really like the way Link can, the way Link plays, and it really like gives you a whole lot more to the game. Like it really just changes the game a lot. I like to play as that. Yeah, that skin, definitely adds so. more to the puzzle elements. Yeah, hoping for more of that. I mean, and a way to find it would be fucking great. But yeah, yeah. Right now in the top ten, somebody had, or maybe it was the top twenty. Somebody recreated one of the temples from Zelda Two. Oh, okay. So that was. I don't remember that game well enough to say it was like perfectly accurate or anything, but it seems pretty accurate. And yeah, that's that's amusing. Do they have the music in there? The Zelda Two music. I forget what music it was, or if it was accurate to Zelda 2. Yeah, because you said they, they must have added some songs that you can put in there for making your levels, but I, you would think they would have that that they song must. in there. It's a, real, it's a real good song. Yeah. I wish they would bring back the feature they had on uh, Mario Ma- the first Mario Maker, where it was the website, and you could bookmark levels to play later. That was, that was so cool. Because like, I would love to be like, you know, in downtime at work, be like flipping through some Mario Maker levels and trying it when I get home later. Yeah, they they could have yeah. I mean they could easily just put it in the in the neglected Nintendo app, you know, mm-hmm. for your phone. Like just do that. Like be like, oh here's some Mario Maker stuff and you can like yeah, it'll communicate with your Switch like how it did on Wii U and it'll be like, oh here's some stuff. You can mark it. You'll play it later. Like look for look for a certain thing, you know. But they did that just last year with Smash Brothers. You could do that. You could earmark things that you wanted to download or check out later. You could mark you can mark the stages, right? The custom stages. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Weird guys, get your shit together. Seriously, but and Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> but the big game that I've been playing for the week is uh, Star Ocean First Departure R, the re-release of the Super Famicom game, and that game's really cool. I, I, I guess you didn't get it, Jeremy, even though it said last week that you did in our episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to, and then I don't know. I just decided that I didn't want to grab. Something an RPG like that when Witcher was coming the next day. You found out? Did I figured maybe you found out that it had action action combat and you were you well. Were, you I were bought something else and I'm really happy I did. So your money went Ooh. to your money went to a good place. Oh, okay, yeah, because um, well, it's it's interesting. Like the game looks fucking gorgeous though. Like they're whatever they did with the, with the sprite art, like it looks so good. Like it's just it looks incredible. And the music's really good. Uh, there's anime cutscenes in it, which I really enjoy. The voice acting's really good. I think, I, I think the story is like awesome. Like it's probably one of the better stories that I've that I've seen in a game in a while. Like I could actually tell you what's happening. Like most games, I'm like I don't know the story yet. You know, I'll find out later, whenever mm-hmm. the big bad is unveiled. But this one, like really, it gets to you like right at the beginning there, and it's basically like it's almost kind of like Star Trek. It's almost like a Star Trek game, which makes me like it even more. So basically, you you kind of start off the game like in like in a regular medieval town, like you know you would expect in most RPGs, and it turns out that the townspeople are slowly turning to stone, and then all of a sudden all of them are are turned to have turned to stone, and you and you're on this mountain, and you end up running into this uh this like 
crew, like the Starfleet crew that beams down, and you do beam in the game. They they beam to the they be, basically beam to the world, and they tell you that your that your like whole race is doomed, like your species is doomed. And they take you they take you onto your ship because one of your main characters has the same disease that's like turning him to stone, and they put him in like this giant like. You know, they put him in like sick bay and like in like this big giant healer tube or whatever. But it doesn't work on him. He ends up becoming stone. And they tell him that in order to like cure the people of the stone, they have to go back in time into like 300, 400 years in the past of their planet and get this specific plant that doesn't exist anymore. So you go back in time through like pretty much this time portal, which is almost identical than the, to the time portal from, uh, from the Star Trek episode, uh, City on the Edge Forever, which is probably considered one of the best Star Trek episodes of all time, if you haven't seen it. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of nods to, uh, to the original series in there, so I really like that. And, and the music's really good too. So I've just been, I've actually put seven hours in that game already, and I've only had it for like a few days. So it's been, it's actually been what I've been playing most of the time on my, on my Switch. So I like it a lot. And I heavily, heavily recommend it. It's like my, it's my pick of the week for sure. It was only twenty bones, right? Yeah, twenty ninety nine. is what it is, which I thought was, which I thought was kind of cute because uh, I, I mean I don't know if they're referencing that, but from the nineties, that was Marvel's uh, futuristic comics were the twenty ninety nine series. So I, I thought that was that was cool because it is kind of a future. It's basically like Star Trek if they didn't really respect the uh, Prime Directive and all that because they're basically <laughs> you know I mean they're very much involving themselves with the lives of the people that they're visiting and all that. But once you go through the time portal. Uh, your team splits in half, and you don't actually you don't get to switch between the two of them, but you do lose two of your members, and you're basically kind of trying to find them. So you go through this, through this, you know, this place in the in the past, in a few hundred years in the past, and and it, it plays it plays a lot like Tales of Symphonia in the actual combat. I would say is kind of what it feels like, like a 2D version of that, where you run around and you you know it's all action based, but you get you get different um. You get different uh, spells that you can map to your L and R buttons, and you can use those at any time. And you can also like pause it at any time and use items, and or like change your whatever you're targeted on if you want to go from one to another. And if you hit B, you can switch between your characters on the fly too. So it's kind of a little bit more ease like like that. But yeah, I've been having a I've been having a great time with it. I think it looks really really good, and I like the story and the characters a lot. So it's like really sucked me into it. And you get a you earn like skill points as you go, and you can. And you have to buy different like um, you have to you have to buy different skill thing different skill trees to add stuff to, and that's kind of how you build your abilities and stuff like that. It's really interesting. You can like you can like teach different guys to cook food, and like depending on how high their cooking level is, is depending on like how you can make whether you can make food that actually is good or like whether the HP will go up or not. Like you might like I've mostly been making really bad food because my guys' cooking levels aren't that high, but there's a lot of different stuff you can do. Like there's there's skills to like identify items. So like some items you might not know it, what it is unless you have a high enough level for identifying items. Like it's super, I don't know, it's super nerdy RPG stuff, and I'm totally eating it up. Glad you like it. I mean, I didn't buy it because I decided I wanted the other thing better. But sure, it's definitely on my list, and I have I still have all my gold points that I haven't used up. So I have like six or seven dollars worth, yeah, of credit in the eShop right now. Yeah, in the in the comments, Rich says it's also kind of like the Empire, the Enterprise incident of uh, original series as well. So more Star Trek stuff. I like it. Cool. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been definitely my pick of the week, and I've been really enjoying it. That's what I've been playing most. And I heard it's not that long, which is good for me because I have so many RPGs that I really don't want a hundred hour one. You know, yeah. so. But it, yeah, I, I really, I'm really digging this like 
renaissance of Super Famicom games that didn't come out here. Like, I love that shit, you know? It made me kind of want to go play those other games that I have that I didn't get, like Sega Tenzetsu 2 or something, or 3, you know? So, yeah. But yeah, no, I've been really enjoying it, and I, I'll... I don't know. I, I'll Maybe I'll beat that one, too, this year, if I... If I keep staying on it, but it's been a lot of fun, so it's been what I've been playing. But I think that's... Oh, wait. I skipped over the big one. Uh, <laughs> so I played Ring Fit Adventure again on Saturday after after we recorded last week. And I kind of got stuck in... Uh, you know when you like play RPGs for a while, and you kind of get stuck in just doing side quests for people? Yeah. That's basically yeah. what kind of happened to me in that game. And I ended up playing it for over an hour, and it said that I had like over 40 minutes... or I, I had 40 minutes of actual exercise... And, like, over an hour of doing other stuff. And it kind of, like, killed me. Like, I did, like, way too much. <laughs> like, I was like, I, like, I should have kind of quit earlier because it really, I was super sore afterwards. But I still really like that game a lot and still, like, highly recommend it to anybody who wants to. I mean, that's a good sign. Mix, mix your gaming the, the game and working out. The game is pushing you to exercise more just because it's that fun. Well, it kind of got to the point where when I go and go to the shop, there's people who ask me, like, you know, there's like side missions where they're like, hey, can you go to this place and score this amount of points? Or can you go get this thing for me? Or can you go over and like do this level, but do it a little bit differently? Like stuff like that. But you're still like exercising through all of it. And I got to you're the like, do you realize I actually have to move in this game? You're asking me to do all this <laughs> stuff now. I mean, any other RPG, fine, whatever. But I got to actually like do stuff. You know? and, and there's a, you know, when you beat every level, it shows like the percentage of how much you've completed. So it's like, if you don't go and do all those like, side missions for those guys it totally shows you like when you beat the level it'd be like hey by the way listen you didn't get 100 percent. it's like this is like 60 percent because you didn't get the fucking pie for this guy that he wanted or whatever so they totally like let you know <laughs> that you didn't that you didn't help those guys out and it's kind of annoying because i have like all these hundred percents and then i have like two levels where it's not mm-hmm. and funny thing there was actually one that i accidentally didn't complete because I accidentally jumped too high and I and I jumped over a guy that I was supposed to fight, so I didn't get a hundred percent because I didn't fight that battle. But I accidentally jumped over it, <laughs> so it's like I couldn't get down quick enough. Yeah. So yeah, there's Is there an option where you can go into somebody's house and just exercise by smashing all their stuff. Uh, not yet, but there's a lot of different mini games in there, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's one that's in there. I don't know. I mean, there's like you're fighting robots and stuff, and oh, what was it? I was doing this one where you have to like squeeze the you have to squeeze the wing the the ring on your stomach, which you have to do that anyway when you block. But you had to swing squeeze it on your stomach, and you have to turn from side to side. And you're basically you have like two bats coming off of you, and you have to hit these robots that come at you, and you have to like re squeeze it every time to have the bats come out. That that fucking game killed me. Like it was like what the hell? And I got to the and I got to the boat parts also. Where uh, where you squeeze it into your stomach and you move back and forth like this to like do the paddles, that shit was for real too. And then and you have to like go, you have to like swim up a waterfall to get to the boss in that level. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I put a little video of it on Twitch uh, or on Twitter because I was like, yeah, Ring Fit, Ring Fit Waker, because it kind of looked like Ring like Wind Waker a little bit. But yeah, they keep there keeps being more and more surprises to that game. So it's been. Uh, it's been fun. But yeah, I'd love to go into these guys' houses and break their shit for asking me to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't set any new records on Thyride or anything like that because it killed me so much that I'm like, I'm good. Most of the time when I do like a whole level, I just don't want, I don't want to do any more after that. You know, after I, if I'm at the end of the level, I'm like, fuck this, I'm done. But yeah, I know that was the longest that I've played it so thus far. And I'm, I'm trying to do it at least once a week. I'd like to do it three times a week, but 
you know, scheduling's been kind of off and on. And I was going to do it on Sunday, but I was just, I was too sore from a Saturday. And I, what was it? I read an article that somebody wrote about like, uh, about how they don't, how they don't consider the, they kind of consider all the exercises to be the same and maybe they should have made them a little bit different where like maybe you have more of a rest period. Cause like I, I unlocked the planks, which if anybody's done planks, planks are like one of the worst things to do ever. You know, it's it like how it like it's for your abs and stuff, but it's hard to do. And it, and it's a pretty powerful attack. And there was an article written by somebody who just basically just did that because it was one of the most powerful attacks and it like destroyed their abs. So they ended up taking it out of their, out of their, um, exercise list completely so yeah so be careful what you do on that but i still highly recommend it but yeah i think that's all i've been playing what do you guys got i think it'd be funny to take it to the gym and like set up your you know your <laughs> switch in portable mode and just like be i could i could do it i could totally do it. yeah it's portable i mean you don't need a tv and you don't really a lot of them you don't even really need to look at the tv you could easily do it just with the headphones because it talks to you and tells you like whether you're doing it right or not and and you need that for the plank one because you can't see the TV when you're doing planks at all. You know, it's impossible. So it's like you just have to, like, kind of listen for the sounds to, you know, to say you have to listen to the right, like, sound cue to know if you're doing it right or not. So it's like, yeah. But, no, you could totally take it there. I mean, I, I have a gym membership I pay for but don't use enough. I could be like, hey, uh, ring fit here. No. No, the point of getting it was so I didn't have to go anywhere and still work out at home. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my stuff for the week. Well, cool. Um, as far as what I've done this week, I continue to play Pokemon, and I'm just you know having fun with the post game. I, I did a um, on the real real quick on that. I, I did actually catch some more guys for you, Jeremy. So whenever we get a chance to, yeah, I've got some more for you too. We should trade. And I I, I ended. I realized that the place that I was at that like miss that magical forest or whatever. A lot of the exclusives were in there, so I went right back in there and caught and caught all the ones that were there. That, nice. you, that were exclusive to this one. So I do have a couple. And it'd be nice to get a ditto because I caught one in the wild area that's only in sword, but I cannot find it again <laughs> because it was, I think it had a low percentage or something. So I'd rather, okay, I'd yeah, rather just ditto it. I was saying I'd rather just ditto it and give you, and give you that one. But, but yeah, what have you been doing on that? Just been trading a lot of Pokemon named Nintendo main. So uh, just been trying to get as many of the, as many new ones from, from my Pokedex and, I'm trying. I'm looking. I'm opening it up right now to see where my Pokedex is, but uh, I've definitely got some new stuff for sure. Nothing's really jumping out at me though. Is like, you know, I didn't get anything that blew my mind. Like when someone sent me the Grookey that time. Like that was so random. And when I got that Grookey, it just yeah. like, blew my mind. So uh, no. So still no score bunny. That's what you're saying? No score bunny. Okay. So my Pokedex is only at 193 right now. Oh, that's good. You're almost at. You're almost halfway though. You're almost at 200. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as my own Pokemon, uh, I, I don't know how I tell that. But uh, I've got a lot. I've, I've almost filled up all my boxes. So at this point, I'm going to have to start trimming down the fat, I think. I, I'm up to box 13. How many boxes are there? 16. Oh, okay. But you have like you also have like multiple. Don't you have like 20 dittos or something like that? I don't have that many, but I've just been going out of my way to name everything Nintendo main. That that is extra. That way, I can you know, kind of sort it out. Uh, one of these days, I'm gonna actually go through and manually sort this whole thing. But um, I've gotten some. See, what have I gotten recently? I got. I finally got a hold of a uh, more Pico. I don't know why. I just was never ever able to get a hold of one. Mm. So now I'm breeding those. Yeah, I don't have any of those guys. 
Axew. That was one that I hadn't seen before that someone sent me. So oh, I got that guy. I got Axew. I'm breeding those. I don't yeah. know if it's exclusive. Um, I did get you a uh, Spritzy. I found Spritzies and Lotads. So I got those for you. In fact, let's see where I am on stuff for you now. I've got... Uh, well, I'm, I think I've only gotten two extra ones for you since last week, but I'll have to look through it. I might have more. Um, like Snom, I hadn't seen Snom yet. Mm. Someone sent me a Snom. I've been getting a ton of Mimikyus. I don't know if they're great or not, but I have some. Oh, oh the uh, the like the ghost-looking ones uh-huh. with the ears? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. the Mimikyus, or however, however you pronounce them. I don't know. I know what you're talking about, though. They they look like their eyes are like drawn on or like scribbled on. But, I mean, I I wouldn't say I've accomplished anything seriously in Pokemon other than just having real, a lot of fun with the, uh, you know, having the cycle of the breed, like breeding, breeding them and then sending them out in the world and trying to get as many like new Pokemon from the surprise trade as I can. I haven't really been going out and capturing Pokemon in the wild lately, but it's always there for me when I want to do it. So how is Pokemon you... still continues to be a great game that I keep playing. Yeah. I'm glad you're still getting fun out of it. Um, and no shinies though, right? Still no shinies. I had a dream. I got a shiny. Yeah, <laughs> so no, you're playing it enough that it's gotten it gotten in your mind. Yeah, uh, on on the chat here, uh, Rich was saying that uh, he said one of one of my friends got shiny hatch in Pokemon, which is about one out of twenty five hundred chance he hatched, hatched maybe thirty to forty eggs before he got a shiny. Wow. So, yeah, I, I've definitely hatched more than that. I've been kind of making a joke whenever I talk to people like in real life about Pokemon. I'm like, I tell them that shinies that that was that was fabrication, never happened. They're not real. <laughs> shinies aren't real. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I told one of my coworkers, and he got a kick out of it. Because yeah, I was like, no shinies, they they aren't real, man. I, I don't believe it. I never got one, so then they're not there. Now, hopefully, hopefully, one of us will get one eventually. But yeah, I did play a little bit of it, just looking for those Pokemon. And I wanted to do a stream last night, but I ended up getting an early call, so I couldn't do it. But I'll I'll definitely yeah. I hope when we get a chance, through. though, we yeah. can maybe Monday night or maybe even before then. Yeah, probably. Actually, I mean, no. Monday night's not going to work for me because I'll be out of the town. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure we'll figure something out. I mean, I'll be I'll definitely be around Friday and Saturday or something. But I'll be gone Sunday through Tuesday. Yeah, going to Nashville. But yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be fun. See, other than Pokemon, I've been play. I uh, I got Civ Six. I talked about that last week. Um, not a big fan yeah. so far, <laughs> mostly because that was kind of a yeah. That, that seemed like a that was an unexpected one for me, but I guess I never knew of you as being a Civilization well, fan. I'm not. I'm not going to say the game sucks. Like maybe eventually I'll get into it, like and I'll enjoy it. But I was just really disappointed that for me to even play it, it had like a three gigabyte download. Oh yeah. yeah. In the game's defense, though, it is downloading all of human history. <laughs> I would think it'd be more than three gigs for that. It's highly civilized. Well, not if it was all in. MPEG form, but uh, or I'm sorry, in text form, but uh, you know, uh, because of that huge download, I just got a little sore about it, and I've only played a little tiny bit of it, but it just really wasn't jumping out to me. So I have it, I own it, maybe I'll get back into it eventually, but for now, it's just sitting in my switch case, and I may even take it off my that update off my hard drive at some point because. I've got hardly any space. Well, I've got no space. I keep having to delete things. Um, it might be time for a new card. I just don't want to go through all the trouble of redownloading everything. It, it really doesn't take that long. You just you just go into you just go into the eShop and you hit like redownload. And I know it. I've done it once yeah. before, but I had hardly anything that time. Yeah, I was gonna say do it do it like before you go to bed or something. Like do it when you're not gonna play. You know, just hit all the downloads, put it in sleep, and just let it go. Like before you go to work or something. When you come back, it'll be all done. You know. 
as long as my as long as I get my um, game saves back, those are all on the system memory, right? Yeah, that won't matter. Yeah, nothing that that won't change if you change cards. Like it'll it's all cloud saves, right? Yeah, they're in the cloud if you have the uh, Nintendo online service. But um, it's also it's integrated to the system and not the cards, so you don't have to worry about the saves, which is good. But uh, yeah, one one really kind of another big thing about me beating those two games is that both of those games are like in the in the teens of gigs. So so uh, deleting either of them gives me like thirty twenty gigs free yeah. on my system. So that was another big thing because I did delete Senua's Sacrifice. And that was like probably an 18 gig game. So yeah, I'm like, so that gives me some space. Part of why it looks so great is because it's huge. Yeah. And and also I was really, I was like, I, there was a couple games that are kind of on my radar. One of them was like the, the Alien Isolation game. And that game's like 16 gigs. So I needed to like beat a bigger one to, you know, before I could get that on there and all that type of thing. But yeah, that's also kind of been, I was like, I should try to buy beat the ones that have, that have a lot more space so I can try to make more space in my system. But the day before I got Civ Six in the mail, I did get Switcher, and I did get the special edition. Um, it wasn't anything too special. It has like a, a poster map, so that's cool. I mean, I'm not trying to like uh, diss it or whatever, but I was kind of hoping like it maybe it'd be made out of cloth or I don't know something super special, or it yeah. was going to be in like a plastic case or something. But it was just the normal game inside of a box with a couple extra things. Um, <clears throat> a really small compendium that's like maybe like twenty something pages that gives you kind of a crash course and what happened in uh, the Witcher before Witcher three, because it's based on novels. And then uh, it kind of gives you like a different character, like the main characters tells you a little bit of their history. So that's kind of cool. Cause I went into the game knowing a little bit more about the world and like the people I was talking to initially. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I haven't gotten too far in it. Like I said, I got to the, I'm actually in the middle of the battle with the, with the, uh, the Griffin and I may end up going and grinding a little more and then, or, you know, making some potions or whatever, or practicing combat more, but you should, uh, so far I'm not doing great on him. There's like one of the very first missions that you can do. It's like a side mission, but you basically have to find like a pot for this lady, like a cooking pot. And it's like in yeah. her house. I would say, go do that one. That's the easiest mission in the whole game. You just have to find a, you just have to find a pot and it's like right next to her. I watched like a little video on IGN about stuff to do, like early missions to do if you you know if you want to like try to grind a little bit before the Griffin, like so. Well, that, maybe I'll look at that because yeah, I've been doing my best not to look at anything online. But this game kind of, I think it's another one of those games that's sort of like you might have a better experience if you do. You, yeah, you know, it, don't just let the frustration keep you from playing it. Sure, it's it's pretty complex, and I've I've actually haven't been looking online a whole lot. I just did it a little bit at the beginning because I was like. Maybe I should, because I, I didn't necessarily know how to do the side. Like, I, I don't know. I wasn't like, well, what should I do? But but you should, uh, if you can find, like, there's those uh those posts in the town that have all the paper on there. If you read yeah. those, those give you ideas on where to find, like, the the um side missions and stuff like that. Which, but it, it is what it says it is. It's the whole game is on that cartridge. It hasn't had me download anything extra. Nice. And I think maybe that's why I was so pissed about Civ six. Cause I was like, what was the point of even getting this physical? If it, you know, if I'm not gonna be able to play it in the future as a full game. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? That fucking, um, the wannabe star Fox game that came out that did the same thing to me 
where like I bought it. I bought it at that like uh, Black Friday Walmart thing. Starlink. Starlink. And I played like the first level and they're like, okay, cool. Now you got to download 16 gigs worth of stuff to keep playing. And I'm like, what? Fuck you, man. I was like so mad. Because yeah. it was like, what if I, you know, like when I went on when I went on vacation that one time and I bought like Mario, the Mario plus Rabbids game because I didn't knew I wouldn't have Internet. Like, what if that was like, oh, hey, you only get the first level and now you can't play anymore. You know, like it's a bummer because yeah. I'm trying to come back around and re- buying physical games, especially because the switch switch games are so little, you know, they don't take mm-hmm. up a lot of physical space. Sure. Um, I'm trying to get back into that and just. You know, having bought two physical releases last week and one of them disappointing me like that just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. But that's not on everyone. That's just on, you know, whoever. I can't remember what company made. It's one of the big, it's like 2K games or something. So it's like a big, it's a big company that probably deals with a lot of like DLC and stuff. Sure. But anyway, I like Witcher. Um, I think it's going to take me a little while to really get into it and like just like be completely enraptured by it. But. I like it so far and I don't have any complaints about the graphics. I can see what people are saying about it seem a little like muddy or whatever, but yeah, it's I fine. I don't know if it looks muddy. They I feel like they do a really good job like when you're actually in like when you're talking to people, their faces have a lot of detail to them, you know, but then when I guess It's more like out in the open world where I notice yeah. it. When you're walking around, I guess like some of the trees look a little weird like the like the leaves do, I guess, and some of the light looks a little less but it doesn't bother me like i, I don't know if I I'd... think it's not i think because it's so there's a lot of color happening but it all seems kind of muted yeah and i think that's maybe part of the yeah, what's the causing it to look muty or muty muddy <laughs> muty so, muddy so muty yeah but that's not a complaint i mean uh i think the more i get into it the less i'm gonna notice stuff like that especially once doing more like levels that are in like enclosed buildings and stuff i'm sure that'll be It'll be a very different experience in that regard. Sure, yeah. I look forward to my time with it. I got a great deal on it. I actually didn't pay for it because it was a gift. Yeah. So uh, I do deal. Uh And likewise, well, hold on. Before I mention the next thing, because it's the thing I want to talk the most about, uh, I also got a new sweater. I got another Christmas sweater. This I talked about briefly. I think it was when Natasha was on the show for Pokemon. Yeah. I mentioned that I ordered a new shirt, and I wasn't sure if how much I was going to like it or whatever, but I do like it. Um, it's not exactly what I expected, but I'll show you. Let everyone here on Twitch see it. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's well, tuned in, you get to see it. Full very on. nice. Yeah. I, I saw it a little bit earlier. Like, yeah, some beautiful final fantasy, some final fantasy sprites there. So I was under the impression it was going to be a final fantasy six, but it's definitely final fantasy four. Oh, okay. Which is fine, but. Yeah, so there you go. That's my new uh, holiday sweater. It's very holiday neutral, other than having the bit of these like these like leave things up up top. Like actually, at bottom, it's got a uh, Chocobos and Moogles, which I don't think Moogles were in Final Fantasy Four. So the shirt's a little confused. I think they were. Were they? I thought they were. I no. didn't think Moogles showed up until six. But no, I, I think I thought the Moogles were in all of them. If anybody but, uh, in the chat knows, let us know. <laughs> yeah, maybe someone in, on the internet knows. I'm pretty sure there were Moogles in 4. I thought there were. I don't know. Maybe they were more prominent in, in 3, but yeah. Or I mean in 6. You know, this I mean. It was definitely advertised as a Final Fantasy 6 shirt, so that's why I was a little disappointed. It's bootleg. I doubt Square's getting any money for it, but whatever. I got another holiday shirt. I'm happy. Did you get it from uh, GameStop or Target? 
or uh, I don't remember. It was like one of those like impulse purchases that showed up on my Instagram. I think I bought a few things from there. Mm. It was just like, hey, check out this site, and I went to it, and it seemed legit. I bought it. It took about close to a month to get to me, but oh well, I have it now. So uh, I have the answer on that from the Final Fantasy wiki. It says uh, they first appeared the Moogles in Final Fantasy three. Aha. I, I knew, I knew it was a six. Some capacity in every main series of the game since, with the exception of Final Fantasy four. Oh, they weren't in four. What? Okay. I didn't, I didn't recall ever seeing them in four. That's why. Weird. I said that. Okay. Because okay. oh, I've right. actually played all the way through that. That's one of the three Final Fantasies I've beaten. I mean, I, well, Mystic Quest. I played all the way through to the last guy in the DS version, which is super fucking hard. Even though I love, like, I was actually thinking about that boss the other day, like, just about, well, when I was playing the Ring Fit and, like, with Pokemon being a thing now. You remember, like, the boss of uh, of uh, Metroid Prime, you know, where you have to, like, change your weapon depending on, like, what type the boss is and that type mm-hmm. of thing? I really felt like, I'm surprised Pokemon hasn't done that yet, where they have a boss that, like, has all of the different types and it changes and you have to, like, switch your guys to go with that. I'm surprised that isn't a boss. But that's like how the boss in Final Fantasy IV was. Like, he would constantly change his style, then you'd have to, like, attack him in different ways every time it changes. That's the way Magus is when you fight him, too, and Lavos. Yeah. Chrono Trigger. Yeah. So it's like, I'm surprised that Chrono, or not, I'm surprised that Pokemon never did that because it's so heavy on types, you know? And, uh, and I was thinking, yeah, and Ring Fit becomes very heavy on types, too, once you get into that. Like, once you get into the type stuff, it's like, it's like, man, I, I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if the final boss is going to be like, is going to be like changing types. Even though I did get I, the last time that I defeated Drago in Ring Fit, he did call me a bully. So I thought that was funny. That he called you a bully. He called me a bully. Yeah, huh. he, he said that I got to the point that I was too that I beat that I beat him too bad. And actually, he was fucking easy, depending on all the on, like compared to all the shit that I had done previ- like before him. I kind of like I kind of destroyed him. Like you know like. Better. I, I've actually kind of struggled with him in previous levels, and I kind of kicked his ass, and he called me a bully and ran away. So that was funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's he's like you're too. He's like you're too strong. I'm like fuck you, man. I'm gonna destroy you. Well, the final thing I bought this week, and what's actually been consuming a lot of my time, my free time, is uh, Return of the Obra Dinn. So this came out a while ago, and it was a part of like an indie presentation several months ago, and we all kind of exhibited like interest in it and john wasn't it one of the things you were considering getting with uh it was yeah it was, yeah. It was gonna be that or killer queen black i went with killer queen yeah yeah so i was gonna get either this or star ocean or uh well our ace the ace attorney or uh phoenix Wright games but yeah I, I ended up getting this and i am so happy i did it is an amazing game tell us about it i don't i mean i've it's just not like people love it unlike anything else i've ever played um so it's kind of hard to explain because I, and also I don't want to give anything away and I don't really think I'm giving anything away, but like that would ruin the game. But I think part of like really not knowing what to expect when you start playing the game was part of why I love it so much. But the, the long and short of it is you're a detective and uh, this ship went missing. That was en route from, I think from, and eh, I can't remember, but it was, it was on this voyage. It was supposed to show up. It never did. And uh, and then, well, it did eventually, but it was like several months after it was supposed to be back, and everyone on board was gone. There's no one on the ship, and there were some like dead bodies and stuff. So, you're a detective, 
sort of character who goes and you have like for whatever reason you have like a magic compass and when you like put the compass next to a dead body it'll show you like the last like basically like 15 to 20 seconds of their life like what happened to them right before they died does it does it show you anything or is it just audio well it's just audio and then it, then in like and then you'll hear audio and it'll have text too and then at the end of it it'll like flash and it'll be like whatever that very last second was right before they died or the moment that they died will be frozen and it'll be fully three-dimensional and you can like go around it and examine it from different angles and like see all the different people and stuff that were there. But <laughs> there's a manifest, a passenger manifest of like 60 something people that were on the boat and you literally have to go through and find causes of death for every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And you also have to figure out who's who, because the only picture you have of the, passengers is an illustrated picture that someone did so you're you're consulting this illustration that is actually one of the scenes from the game which is like an ex- an execution that happened on the ship um so that scene like is called like justice at sea or something like that and it's this image that an artist on board drew which you also don't know who he was you just know his initials but um but you see like all the characters in the game are in these like couple of photos and you, you literally, it's so hard to explain. Like you, uh, when you're in the memories, you can press a button to kind of like zoom in on the face of whoever it is. And then like everything else will kind of fade away except for just the character model. And then in the background, the photo will appear that big, like, and, uh, it'll show like highlight which person in the photo that character is. So you're not, you don't know what their name is, but you know, who they are and you can like get some context clues from that. But like, so for instance, like I figured out one guy was, I figured out who one guy was because in like the guy that was about to die said his name right before the guy killed him. So I figured out his name and then I figured out that he's the one that killed him. And I was able to see how he was killed. And once you start filling in the, the information, it starts to kind of cascade to like everybody else. Like, Oh, I know he was here, so I know this guy was here. And you're looking at like it's like a there's a lot of different nationalities of people on the ship. Like it takes place in like the mid 1800s, so like all the different like positions in the ship are like occupied by like I don't know, just a, a wide diversity of like people from all around the world. And like, but it kind of seems like from the pictures that people that are from like the same countries kind of stick together, which kind of gives you the impression they were like a crew, you know, that were hired all at once. Mm. And that's one of your context clues, which feels a little weird that I'm like, you know, looking at this guy being like, well, he's Indian. So, you know, I feel weird about like, but that's how detective stuff goes anyway. So you have to use that sort of information like, or like when they speak, they'll use like their native language sometimes. And you'll be like, well, this person was speaking uh, Italian. Like there's one guy that calls someone Signor, which is uh, Italian for Mr. Like, sir. And there's only one Italian person on the whole ship. So I was able to figure out who that was. You know what I mean? So like, it's like these context clues that you fill it in little by little. Then every time you get three people's like identities and causes of death and like, and like who killed them or like how they died. um, Every time you get three of those, correct. It'll, it'll like make it to where you can't choose anymore. Like it becomes solidified and you're actually filling in a book. That's like 120 something pages. And it's like a journal that's the story of the whole ship. And because like the the first body you come across is one of the last people to die, and it makes sense because the body's more preserved because it's not been rotting away as long. 
So like you actually kind of learn the story from the end back to the beginning and you're filling it in like almost like in complete reverse. So in a way it kind of reminds me a little bit of Memento. That's something like came to mind, like how Memento sort of like reveals like extra, the movie like reveals like extra details. Yeah. Starts, you know? Yeah. Starts from the end and then gives you everything before. That's the closest thing yeah. I can think of, of how, what this reminds me of and how the information is filled out. But it's really cool. It's really cool. Cause it like just the writing is really, really good. Um, the amount of information they give you is just enough. Like it's just the bare minimum of what you need to figure out like who's who. And, but there's like a group of four people, two of them are royalty and two are their bodyguards that are from the Island of Formosa. And I'm starting to learn like about them, but like, you know, for instance, that's one group of people that's kind of easier to figure out who's who, because they're like an isolated group away from everybody else. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I think that everybody should play this game. Um, and I'm barely like I've put six or seven hours into it, and I'm still I still probably have a few more hours to go on it because I'm not a super like I don't know I don't know if my brain works. You're not a exactly super detective. The way I, it would for to like excel at this kind of game. So I'm really really taking my time on it. But I, that's like it's really fun. It almost almost kind of like reminds me of like Picross, even though yeah. it's nothing like Picross or like Sudoku, like where you have to do if you don't put the right information in in one spot it can like screw everything else up so you got to be really careful and diligent about like before you will am i absolutely certain this person is this person am i absolutely certain that this is how they died if this isn't true then it might screw up this other thing and and they won't tell you like one of those logic puzzles that used to give you in school like Jim is taller than Bill, but shorter uh-huh. than Dan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It's just with the story problems. And yeah. they all die at different times in the history of the ship. So I don't want to say too much more about it. The visual style's incredible. It looks like um it looks like you're looking at it on an old like eighties computer, but it's fully three D graphics still. Almost looks like it would be vector based, but I don't think it is. It yeah, kind of like emulates like vector based graphics. One, I forget one of you guys, uh, either you or John, you said it looked like a Game Boy game. Do you remember that? Like when we saw yeah, it on the. It does, but yeah. you can actually, like, I didn't realize this until after I bought it, but you can change, like, the visual style a little bit. You can, like, oh, change okay. the color of it. So it's a little bit like that, uh, like Gato Roboto game. Yeah, the cat game. Like, yeah, the cat Metroid game. That's what, that's what I thought about. I was like, oh, so you can, like, change the, yep, the tint just of it like or that. whatever. In fact, yeah, it's yeah. like, this is the ZX Spectrum monitor. This is what it would look like on a Commodore, this, that, and the other. Like, it gives specific models of computers. What is the reason that they went with that style? Does it fit in somehow with the story? I think it would just. To it look looks cool. cool. Yeah, I don't think that it. I don't think it fits in with a story because the game takes place in the mid eighteen hundreds. Like, um, other than maybe if they're like paying homage to like old adventure games or something that were on the, those old PCs, that might be why. But I can't think of a reason other than just that it looks really cool, and it does. I mean, it looks fantastic. And like, even though like all the characters are hand drawn and stuff, like or you know, it all the characters are like very distinct distinctly different looking from each other so when you see a character in one scene versus another scene it's very easy to identify them to the point where like after all this time i'm like getting to where i can like i know you from here but the game does a really good job of keeping track of where they show up so there you know there's 60 something or there's like 40 something memories i think maybe 50 something and you use those memories to deduce and you can revisit them anytime you want and as you like start 
finding more bodies, you don't really like find new bodies. You'll just like, it'll show you where a body used to be before it was moved. And then you go to that spot and then you find, you know, what happened next. And then actually like the guy that got executed was hanging from a rope. Like it looked like they hung him, but actually they hung him like by like they bound him up and hung him by like his arms. And then they shot him with a, like kill him in a firing squad. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, so that, and like, that's yeah. the guy you like go to and you can actually like almost everyone on the ship was present for that execution. So that's a really good spot to see like everybody. So I've revisited that memory a lot to like try to infer information, but I highly recommend it. 20 bucks. I know like it was on a lot of people's games of the year thing last year. Yeah. Last year. Cause even the PC, like, yeah. Taku was putting it in their top games of the decade. Polygon. They put it in the top. Polygon, yeah. yeah. Um, it's great. And so I, I hopefully will have finished it by next week, but if I haven't, I'm not going to be too upset because I'm having such a good time with it. It's a very relaxing game. Like there's no time constraints at all. You can go around and just look at the information in whatever order you want. It's appealing and, uh, to me. It's super, super duper chill. Like I said, like a Sudoku puzzle or, or a uh, Picross or something like that, just in like a fully 3d environment. So definitely recommend it. Um, and then just, I mean, on top of that, it's just really cool. Like, learning things about how boats worked, like who's all the different people and what positions do they work and like what's the different decks called and like, and it's all like realistically depicted. So you're seeing what an actual merchant ship from like, you know, the mid 1800s would have been like and how it would have run. So that's pretty cool too. Like it's like a little history lesson, historical fiction kind of thing. Yeah. So Obra Dinn is my pick of the week Yeah, um, yeah. and probably will be the game I play the most this next coming week too so uh that's pretty much it i think i've covered everything for the week for myself yeah it sounds really cool uh yeah no it's uh i've heard nothing but good things about it it's still on my list of things it's fantastic to get. yeah yeah that's what I'm, I'm gonna pick it up eventually for sure uh this week i didn't play too much I, i've been very busy with a, a new gig that i'm working but um i did make sure to try something new today and by new, I mean something old. I tried Resident Evil 5 and 6, the demos. 5 I played back in the day, just a well, little you played bit. Uh, he had it. Otis had it, right? Yeah, Otis had yeah. it. Yeah, I remember that because I, cool I played it in his room. Co-op experience, yeah. yeah. We would play that together sometimes. It is as I remember it. I, I enjoyed it. I remember it being like, I was a little bit disappointed that it didn't, to me, it didn't seem to innovate too much from RE4, other than having the, the co-op. I guess it's a yeah. big innovation. But stylistically, it was like, oh, the action worked. We're going to do it a little bit bigger. The, um, yeah, my, my big problem with Resident Evil 4 or 5 was that it – I felt like it tried to be an action game, but it was just yep. not a good action game at all. And I, and, and coming to try – I was I tried to play it like after I had played stuff like uh, – uncharted and stuff like that and i was like i was like this game just does not work as an action game like when it came out like when it still didn't have like where you can walk and aim at the same time i'm like these controls are just like too fucked for for this genre like i felt like it just didn't fit right i'm like you're like you're trying to be an action game but you still have the same controls of like a of a survival horror game i'm like you're not really that's kind of what i got from it yeah um i kind of felt the same thing and and my other issue was uh the camera like i felt like rotating it went too fast and there's all these like tight corridors and stuff so sometimes i'd hit the camera to turn around and i didn't know exactly where i was looking mm. 
but that aside, I still enjoyed it. You know, it's a, at this point, what, at least a 10 year old game. Yeah. That come out like 2008. I, th- I think it's old. I think it's older yeah. than that. Is, is what I would guess. I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's got to be older than that. It's I think it's two thousand eight. It, I it was two thousand. Yep, it was either two thousand seven or two thousand eight because I lived at. Yeah, I'm just thinking of where I lived when it came out. Yeah, yeah same same here. I didn't because yeah. I played it at your old apartment, John. Like before mm-hmm. you went to that place, that other place, when yeah, you were still yeah. in Wrigleyville, right? Yeah, no. Wrigleyville. Yep. Or maybe it was a different. I don't know. It was one of those. No, it was the Wrigleyville apartment. That's where that's where we were playing. Okay, yeah. So it but, seems pretty old. It came out around the same time as the first Bioshock and like uh, Gears of War two, because these are the other games I played on that roommate's console when he had them. Sure, yeah. Because I, yeah, I played it well because I got the PS three way later, but I got the PS three in two thousand nine. But that, but I remember playing it at John's place way before that, before I was even in this apartment. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, I got the Resident Evil 6 demo. Yeah, that's the one I'm really interested in because people hated it when it came out, but I've but I've read some articles of people like turning around on it where they think it's better. Mm-hmm. I'm just I I know absolutely nothing about it, so I kind of still want to play the demo. I went in totally cold too. I I didn't know anything about Resident Evil 6. Um, I think it, that one came out in 2012, and at that point I was on a little bit of a hiatus from games, and so I really knew nothing about it. If you haven't played the demo already, I would say. Play the demo because the opening is pretty, pretty interesting. It grabs you right away. It's like a huge action set piece. It is action. You got to accept that it's not the slower paced, you know, Resident Evil survival horror, horror yeah, that yeah. we all uh, like. But you know, as an action game, I think it's better than five. Yeah, I think there's these huge set pieces, things blowing up, airplane. There's like a part where an airplane has crashed into a building and it's stuck there and then it falls out and then it caves in the road and you got to run from the fireball that's shooting down. Cause that happened. Like it really is pretty, pretty impressive. My only thing about that game though, was kind of like what you were talking about earlier with all the different um, confusion about buttons being yeah. <laughs> here in one game and there in another game. Yeah. Um, my big, point of contention with this game was that um, there are not one, not two, but three buttons that they use for uh, the context sensitive buttons. You know, like oh yeah, when, when you walk up to a door or something, or you, you're always hitting this button and the, you're using the same button to like open the jar that's on the table or whatever. Context sensitive buttons. But they use three different buttons for context sensitive things so every time I'm having to like look to read the cue that comes up to see which button am I pressing right now, mm. and it's it's very confusing. Like there's two context sensitive buttons that they use for two different types of doors. So if you're walking up to one door, you can bash it in, kick it in with B. If you're walking up to another door, a more solid door, you have to call your friend over to help, and you're using the A button for that one. Weird. But to me, in the middle yeah. of playing the game, I'm just like, why can't I hit the same button for, why do I have to examine what type of door it is? Yeah. You know. Strange. So, do, I um, mean, that was my main thing about that. Do do any of these demo, demos like make you want to like buy the game eventually? Or, or what or do you think? Uh, well, I would say five, I knew what it was already. So no, but six, yeah, it kind of made me interested in, in buying it because hmm. I thought, um, one of the things I did like about Resident Evil 4 was I thought that they made good use of 
of those quick time events and stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so as, aside from the button issue, I thought the quick time events were cool as they laid them all out in this like big grand action opening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more interested to check it out and I would say definitely not. I think it's 20 bucks right now, but yeah, some of them are, well, they they go on sale a lot too. So like yeah, they go uh, on sale a lot. I feel like a lot of the Capcom stuff goes on sale. So it's like if they catch me on a day with you can always wait a little for extra it. money. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I might end up buying that. Well, my I've said it before. This is my recommendation to anybody who's uh, looking into getting Resident Evil stuff. I think the best Resident Evil games that that are not Resident Evil Four on the system are Resident Evil Revelations One and Two. I think those mm-hmm. are the ones that people should be playing because I played I played both of those and Resident Evil Revelations One. I fucking love the shit out of on 3DS because it actually went back to the survival horror stuff on a boat. Even it's like, imagine if there was a mansion on a boat on a giant boat on the ocean, that game is awesome. And two was awesome too. I, that's still like one of those things that are where I'm like, man, I wish I would have finished two. I never made it all the way through two, but I think that's my heavy recommendation for Resident Evil is get those man, get Resident Evil revelations one and two, because those are later and they actually kind of, walked away from the action stuff and they realized that people actually wanted the survival horror stuff. So Mm -hmm. even though I am kind of intrigued by six, just because of like, sort of like the, I don't know, like the two different sides, you know, it's like very polarizing view on it. So I'm like, well, maybe I should check it out, but it would have to be pretty cheap for me to check it out. But I I bought two when it came out on switch because that was like a Vita exclusive or something Mm -hmm. or, or no, I think it's on PS3 also, but it didn't come out. Because, like, Revelations 1 was on Wii U also. Like, it was ported to Wii U off 3DS. But I bought it. One of the main reasons I bought a 3DS was to play that. That was one of the first games I got for it. But, yeah, it was like I bought it right when it got to Switch, and I loved it. Aside from it being incredibly difficult, and I did run out of ammo a lot, and that's kind of why I got stuck on it. But but it looked great. Like, I loved the characters, and I liked that Barry was a main character. Fucking Barry from the first game. <laughs> is, is a, is oh, a yeah. Dude. It seems like they've got the whole team back for Resident Evil 6. Like oh, at yeah. the end, when when the demo closes out, it shows a whole bunch of people, and it's like Chris and Jill, and then Leon, and oh, okay, um, yeah, so everybody's in there. Yeah, it's like, I, it seems like they're putting everybody in there, yeah. Because Revelations is Claire and and Barry, and Barry's daughter is in there also. So Barry had a kid. So and it and it's like and it takes place in two different timelines. Like I guess mm-hmm. Barry's kid got lost there, but you're also fine. So you're playing like the before time with Claire and Barry's kid. And you're also playing as Barry later, trying to find them. But both of these stories jump back and forth. That's in Revelations too, and I thought that was a really cool thing. And it does, and it does the the whole thing like when you start it. Actually, both of the Revelations games do that, where it's like where you start the game and it tells you like what you just did, and it kind of like fills you in on the story and all that. So if you haven't played it in a while, it'll be like previously on Revelations, and it'll like show you like where the story has gone and like where your characters are and like where you're at. Which is always cool. Like they do that in The Witcher, and they do it in Dragon Quest Eleven as well. So it's like, like that. it's nice to have a little fill in in case you like, you know, stop playing the game for a while, and it's like, what was I doing? So yeah, cool. But yeah, yeah no, that's all I got today. Cool. All right. Well, uh, if that's everybody's stuff, we could take a break, and then we'll talk about some some indie shit. Sounds good to me.
music power. What's up, Nintendo Maniacs? Are you a big fan of Nintendo Main? Would you like to hear more episodes? Well, hey, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and pledge $1 a month, that's $12 a year, even less than the Nintendo's own online service. You can hear extra shows from us. You can hear our live shows. You can hear our expansion pack episodes, which we do once a month. And right now, you can hear our Tony Hawk episode with four previous ones before that, from Game Boy to games that are popular that we don't like and other things like that. We'll do one a month behind a paywall that only patrons can get. So get in there and listen to our expansion pack episodes. You can also hear our sister show, Drug Monday, and Nintendo Main on one feed without commercials and at a higher bit rate. Check it out right now. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. again all right so yeah second half here so let's start off the second half with uh some of the releases for this week and some of these are going to be kind of spoilers for the indie for the indie world stuff but that's fine two big games that were released today as part of the indie thing number one dauntless came out today for free it basically is uh from what i gathered from it it's like it's like monster hunter but it kind of looks like Fortnite, but it's free so what's going on with this, right? Have you it's guys kind of exactly what it looks like? Have you guys played yep. it? I've not played it. No, I haven't tried it yet. It did look a lot like Monster Hunter to me, like when I looked at it. Yeah, it's, well, it's I know it's like a squad based stuff. You're hunt, you're hunting monsters. Um, it looks the art style very much looks like Fortnite to me. I, I downloaded it, but I haven't had a chance to play it. I did want to play it before our show, but I yeah you know, I had to work earlier, so I couldn't do it. But but yeah, no, I mean it's it's here. It's free. Uh, you get. You get a free special outfit for it for uh, that's ex- Switch exclusive, I guess, which I made some notes about what I'll talk about later in the uh, indie indie thing. But yeah, that came out today. Uh, the Talos Principle, which look which is like a first person 3D puzzle game, came out today as well. I think that's 40 or no, maybe it's 35. But yeah, it looked. Uh, I didn't know enough about it to be really intrigued by it, but it looks good. It's it's by Devolver Digital, and they you know of course they always have good games, so you know. Um, I wanted to mention this earlier and I forgot to, but Jeremy, you kind of got a new game too, because uh, King of Cards came out this week. That's right, I heard about that. You, I just haven't even tried. But you have that game because you bought the because you bought the shovel thing, right? Like you bought the. I did. I bought the full collection. Yeah, so you did get a new game. <laughs> that, Hell yeah! That you don't have so to pay for. You automatically got King of Cards because it should have been included with that. So, yeah, we, we got a double dose of Shovel Knight this week because that Shovel Knight Showdown game, which kind of looked like a. Uh, mixture of like steam or dig and, and shovel Knight, like that came out too i remember us talking about that when it was when the trailer popped up but yeah that both of those showed up for 9.99 each so that's cool uh finally finally the final shovel in the shovel Knight 
story or whatever, whatever you want to call it. King of Cards is finally here. I I was pretty sure that that game was going to miss this year, but yeah, at the very last minute, practically, like in mid-December, it finally dropped. So there you go. Uh, there's a there's a uh, Western first-person shooter game called Call of Juarez that came out in 1999. Um, looked kind of interesting. I saw some people talk about that. Uh, there's a game called uh, Black Sad, which is actually based on an independent comic book, I think, from Dark Horse. Black Sad is actually a really cool thing. Um, and I, I think it's like, kind of looks sort of like a Telltale game, but it's not Telltale, I don't think, but... But those comic books are really cool, so I was intrigued by the game. But the game is like fifty dollars, so it's a little bit high. The price is a little high for me, but very. The, it sounds like the name of a record from like two thousand one. Black Sad. <laughs> well, Super Bla- emo. Well, Black Sad is is a cat detective. It's like a cat person detective, and there's all sorts of like little stuff in in it about like racism against like other animals and stuff like that. It's very much like hard noir, like referencing like stuff that's going on right now like in the world and that type of thing and it's very cool yeah uh, on the chat rich says that the talus principle sounds like a star trek episode which i totally 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 agree i think there is one kind of like that that has principle in there or something but yeah i mean i I looked at the the video on that's actually on the eShop looks a little bit better than that is uh what is this tools up game that you guys put out put on here i didn't see that i I didn't I, i heard of it i haven't looked at it to me it looks like um Looks like overcooked, but with building instead of cooking. Was so that you're like running around with your your crew building things? I feel like I've seen that, but yeah. it wasn't. But it wasn't in the indie direct, right? That we saw. It wasn't. No, I just happened upon it on YouTube. It was rec- recommended to me. Because I didn't. Because I was looking through. I was looking through the releases, and I didn't see it on here. Or maybe, maybe it came. You said it came out before, right? This video that 3rd. you linked to, yeah, it was December third. Oh, there it is. Yeah, tools up nineteen ninety nine. Oh, it kind of looks like, um, also reminds me of what's the game where, uh, what am I thinking of? I played it. Uh, Human Fall Flat. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. The character models look a little bit like that. A little bit like that, yeah. Do they fall flat? (laughs) They look like they're kind of stumbly. They look kind of like Weeble Wobbles Mm. with legs. Kind of like Luigi and and, uh, what's his face? What's the what's the doctor again? The inventor, I forgot his name. Doctor Eggman. E- Egad. Yeah. E-Gad. Oh, Egad. Well, yeah. The, both they both move really weirdly in that game. That's that's why I thought about that. Yeah, he runs like a rug rat. Yeah. <laughs> but Luigi runs weirdly too. Like they both run weird. Um. So yeah, deals for the week. So we talked about the Monster Boy sale last week, and it actually happened like right as we were posting the episode. But yeah, Monster Boy, which was the you know the spiritual sequel to Wonder Boy. Which is a game that I've been wanting to play for a long time. It's half off now. It's nineteen ninety nine, the lowest it has ever been, and it's on sale until after Christmas, until the day after Christmas. So I might still end up picking up that one. One that I put on here just because I know I talked before about how I played Romancing Saga two and wasn't really sure what was happening. I've been seeing a lot of buzz around Saga Scarlet Grace. Actually, was it uh, Jeremy Parrish of Retronauts right. said it was like. That he's like it's been like his favorite game, but I dug a little bit deeper, and actually, apparently, he worked with Eight Four Play yeah, on the did. translation of it. So, yeah, I mean, those Bob are Bob all... already called him out for it on Twitter. Oh too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, Bob, what did Bob Mackey say? It was something to the effect of like, what did you work to on? Lose that? your game journalism <laughs> card or something? Yeah, <laughs> talking about games you worked on, and then Jerry said something like, "I can't believe Canada turned you in a co- into a cop." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. But no, I'm I'm incredibly intrigued by that game and it's still on sale. It's on sale till the 22nd. I watched a video of it. Like I, the only review I could find on YouTube of it, there's like one review. And uh, it's they basically said it's like the game of life as an RPG. You know, like yeah. how you go how you like go on the board and like you land on different space and different things happen to you depending on what you go to. That's kind of how that game is. It's like a it's like a map and you go to different places and and your character and I guess it change it chooses a character for you based on it'll it'll throw a whole bunch of questions at you at the beginning of the game about like you know how you how you feel about video games or whatever like all these like random questions and however you answer it you'll end up with this particular character and there's like six or seven different characters and after that you kind of just go through this map and depending on where what levels you stop at or whatever your character's life will change and that type of thing and it, it seems like kind of kind of bizarre but also I think it looks really good graphically and I don't know I'm still super intrigued by it but I know like nothing about it cuz Nobody's really talking about it, but the fact that eight four and Jeremy Parrish worked on it like totally are like two pluses for me because I, I like both of them a lot. So, so yeah, I don't know. That's kind of another one that's like sort of on my What's, list. What is the sale price? Uh, it's like it's not that much less. I think it's like what is it like twenty three marked down from like thirty or twenty five or something like that. So it's not it's not that much. Is it, av- it is available now, or it's about to be. Made oh, it's now. available. Yeah, it's been available for a couple of weeks, but the okay. sale in itself is only going till the twenty second. Oh, there it is. I see it. Yeah, that's that's why I wanted to mention it. I think it's actually in the. I know it's not. I was gonna say I thought it was in the featured, but no, it isn't. But it, yeah, it's just like it's. Um, I don't know. There's a a lot of stuff around it that makes me kind of yeah i kept thinking that it was going to be based off of that comic saga and i was like oh that could be good oh well that'd be awesome if it was based off of the saga it's like a comic that comic's great yeah that that comic is major that was like the main reason why you know i got married and met my wife and all that was through was because of saga so that's big shit but uh i thought it was donkey Kong country too you know, I didn't. I didn't know about that before. That was in her dating profile with Saga. Was that she was reading oh, Saga? Okay. So that was a big. That was a big reason that we went out. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, uh, Scarlet Grace looks interesting. It's actually yeah, it's twenty three ninety nine marked down from twenty ninety nine. Yeah, I don't know. It so. The the visual style is not really jumping out at me, which I know you can't judge a book by its cover, as they say. But oh, the visual style actually did jump out at me. <laughs> so that's, really, uh, I'm on the other side. Yeah, everybody looks so gaunt. Watch some videos of it. It looks weird. I mean, it looks weird, but like the kind of weird that I want to that I want to get into. I don't know. I don't know what you mean by gaunt, but yeah, yeah, that's that's on sale. <laughs> it just look like really like yeah, it's kind of stretched out. Um, was it a Catan? The Catan game is half off through yeah. the fifteenth. I know we talked about that before. It sucks <laughs> that you can't play two player on one screen because just because of the nature of the game. But yeah. if you wanted to try it out on the Switch, it's only nine ninety nine. It's not a bad deal. Um, all of the Samurai Showdown games are half off through the oh, 18th. All of cool. them, yeah, all of the old ones, which means they're like four dollars because they're normally eight, so they're super cheap. Oh, that's if, cool. If anybody wants so, to, because the new one is coming out when? Well, there the new one I believe is out already for PS4 and Xbox One. But as far mm-hmm. as the Switch version, I actually looked it up for the show. It says it's not coming out till February, so it's kind of weird to have a sale on here because I thought that meant I thought that was going to lead up to the new to the Samurai Showdown on Switch, but. According I to wonder K- if they're probably just on sale on every other platform. Yeah. They were like, oh, okay. yeah, because according to according to GameStop, it's not scheduled until February, a, a release of next year. So I figured it's it was exactly that. John yeah, because like, eh. I think it's I feel like it's been out for a while on other systems, but I don't know. That is still a game I really want to check out the new version. 
But Sam, but yeah, if you're interesting in, interested in trying any of the original Samurai Showdowns, and there's quite a few on there, they're all they're all quite cheap for 50, you know four dollars. So, so yeah, that's our. I believe that is that is the sales for the week on on here that you can check out. I mean, I'm with my luck. There's going to be more that happen at the Game Awards. Which anyone who's watching this live, uh, by the time it gets posted, this will have already happened. But you can watch me watch the Game Awards tomorrow night if you want to, and hopefully John and Jeremy, if you're available, you can pop in and say something on the on the on the uh, comments or something like that. What time does it start tomorrow? It starts at seven thirty. Okay, well, I'm actually going to be. I'm actually going to be down right next door to where the Game Awards are being held. That's where my new gig is. Okay. So, well, if you have I'll time to, to, if time to hop on Twitch, I'll be streaming it through Twitch through this Twitch thing. If you want to watch it, you can watch me watch it. I made sure and got some extra whiskey and beer and all that, so it'll be fun. I'm going to have some drinks and react to whoever the new Smash Brothers character is, which you know 100% it's going to happen. It's going to that's going to be the last fucking yep. Smash character, yeah. which we could even like. You know, we can even like transition to that in yeah. our news. I want a shadow drop on a game. That's what I want. You want a shadow drop on a game? What's up? What or, yeah, whatever they call it, when they like just drop the game that night or, or that at that moment. By the way, it's out now. Uh-huh. Yeah, Reggie is supposed to be a presenter. So no, Reggie is. Yeah, Reggie is going to be there. So that's cool. He's like, um, I came back just to tell you, Mother Three. <laughs> well, that was another reason that I haven't bought. You know, because I said that I bought, I, I beat two games, so I'm allowing myself to buy another game because of that. But I haven't bought one yet because I'm waiting to see what's going to happen at the Game Awards. I yeah. in previous Game Awards they haven't. The only thing that shadow dropped, I think, was the Legend of Zelda DLC Part Two. Uh, the Breath of the Wild stuff on Nintendo, oh. the Nintendo aspect. So I don't really expect anything to be on there, but who knows? You know, who knows for all of this stuff? Let's talk about these rumors. So yeah, rumors. Xbox, Xbox Two, Nintendo, NX Nintendo PlayStation, Xbox Grand Prix rumors. This yeah. rumor comes from uh, is reported by Nintendo Soup, and I think it was com- coming from the same guy who um, we were talking about what the other. Last week, Sanki or Sabi? Yeah, we talked about this guy last week who had some rumors. We did. Okay, yeah. so what the rumor is saying number one is that the extra fight, the, the next fighter for Smash is going to be Cosmos. Cosmos. From Xenosaga. It's Cosmos. Cosmos. Cosmos, yeah. I bet, I know that because I did actually play Xenosaga. Uh, Xenosaga was a game that I got for PS3 when I first bought the PS3, and I actually did not like the game and ended up. Uh, returning it or trading it in unfortunately because it got rave reviews but 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 Xenosaga is a game made by um the same guys who did uh Xenosaga or Xenoblade Chronicles X and 2 and all of that that is a monolith game so it kind of makes sense that they would put another monolith character in there and and Cosmos was actually a character in in uh Xenoblade Chronicles 2 she was one of the blades that you could draw so so she has she has been revealed before. So I don't know that that I feel that's a character that I'm probably the most excited about of all the ones that people have said that are coming out. Like I don't want I don't want Doom guy in there. I don't really care. Like I like Doom, but he shouldn't be in a fighting game. You know, it's dumb. When are we gonna but, get Steve? <laughs> as far as Steve, I don't, I don't. What would he do? Like I don't know. Maybe that's more interesting. I don't know. I think there's plenty of stuff Steve could do. Minecraft's got a lot. If they could put the Animal Crossing villager in there, yeah, could, it would Steve. be a very. It would actually be a very yeah. similar. But I mean, with with them talking about, I mean, with them having like um, Shulk in Ed there, 
and and talking about how they wanted mm-hmm. to have the dude from Xenoblade Chronicles two in there but didn't have time, kind of made me make sense that Cosmos would be mm-hmm. in there. And that's I think that's better than Dante. I don't give a shit about. You Dante. think Monolith's working on the, uh, or people from Monolith are working on the Breath of the Wild sequel? I thought they were. I thought that was already said. Oh, that you know they what were. I think it was. Well, when they also have, they do have their Xenoblade Chronicles remaster coming out at the beginning of next year, also. But it would be cool to see if they did a Xenosaga remaster, re-release, whatever. I would give it a try again. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mind of RPGs at that time because when I played it, it was like probably over ten over ten years ago. So it's like, you know, maybe I didn't just didn't catch it at the right time. But or no, maybe it was the PS2 one. So maybe it was even before that. I don't even know. It wasn't PS3. It was PS2. Yeah, that would miss me even more. So I would have been even more of an infant in my RPG knowledge back then. I think I was just like, I like Final Fantasy VI, and that's it. You know, so it's like, well, and Chrono Trigger, but whatever. There were a couple other rumors from this guy. Um, no need to read them all, but the one that I am interested in is that the cult Super Nintendo game Clock Tower is getting a remaster in 2020. Well, uh, if you remember our Scary Games episode, yeah, I picked that game. Yeah, so, uh, I've been interested in that game, and that was yeah, that was a Super Famicom game. Didn't come out here, yeah. but uh, yeah, no. And on the subject of Star Ocean First Departure R. I want to see more Super Famicom games re-release, so that'd be the same sort of thing. So do it. Yeah, and I never actually played the game. I only saw it on YouTube. I did watch the whole thing all the way through because I thought it was really fascinating. But I'm excited to get a chance to actually play it, if this rumor is true. Yeah. It seems kind of obscure to not be to be made up. I don't know, like Clock Tower? Like, who would automatically go to that? Right. I don't know. But, I mean, I as most rumors go, it, it kind of would suck if it is a real thing and then it doesn't get unveiled <laughs> for you on the show. You know, it kind of sucks to hear it early. But one thing I find incredibly intriguing on this list here oh. is the Shin Megami Tensei Five yeah. is going to be shown because Shin Megami Tensei Five was was said to be a Switch exclusive at the very beginning of the Switch life cycle. Like way, way, way back when, in the very first uh, video that they showed of what the Switch was. There was a little video of Shin Megami Tensei Five. Shin Megami Tensei Five, if you don't know, that's Persona spun off from that, blah, blah, blah. It's a RPG that goes all the well, way that's back. The one, those are the ones that have been on... Uh, they were on Famicom also, on Super 3DS. Famicom. 3DS. Yeah. Well, yeah, Shin Megami Tensei Four was on 3DS. But the Shin Megami Tensei series goes all the way back to Super Famicom. So, yeah. and then same sort of like, thing. What's the other one? Um, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is also a Shin Megami Tensei spinoff. Because yeah. it's flipped. SMT, TMS, you know. They did it backwards, kind of, is where they came from. But yeah, no, I would love to see some Shin Megami Tensei Five stuff because I've been, I've been like, where the fuck is that? Like, I would definitely get it on Switch. I was actually waiting. I was oh, waiting. It is a Trinity. Yeah, and those are supposed to head to Switch as well. So, yeah, and they did the Persona. Yeah, the Persona Q two was like one of the last 3DS games, supposedly. But yeah, I mean, a lot of RPGs on the 3DS. Yeah, well, they have a lot on the Switch now too. Lots and lots and lots. But yeah, that's some uh, that's some like possible rumors about the game awards stuff. Uh, I think we should jump right into the indie direct stuff. Sure. As of right now, and maybe maybe say a couple of these other stuff. We do have a lot of extra news, but I don't know if it necessarily needs to be covered. But the mo- I think the most important thing of this of this episode is the indie world showcase, which happened Monday, right? Yesterday. Yeah, yeah it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, yeah, 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 it was Tuesday. Uh, another 20-minute uh, rundown of some indie stuff. 
Actually, I think what what I know that Jeremy's going to be pretty interested in, like right off the top of the the uh, top of the show, was bacon switch. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, golf story, golf story, story sequel, sports story. Yeah, yeah the sequel to golf story. How excited are you about that? I mean, golf story was on both of our top ten games of the year for the very first. I need year to actually switch. finish that last match and win. Yeah, I, I I thought about this too. I was like, I should go back and play golf story, even though I like. What kind of stinks is that I, I tried doing me. that not very recently, but a few months ago, and I had forgotten the controls completely. So um, those controls are difficult, man. They're they're pretty. What complicated. I should probably do is start a new file and play up to a point to where I feel comfortable. And yeah, then and then come back. One. Yeah, but but this sports story game looks awesome. Like I love it how does. like super bizarre it is. Like there's a well, it starts off with uh, the main character golfing, and then he ends up hitting his golf ball into a tennis court, uh-huh. and then there's like. Where he's like wearing, he's like wearing like a catcher's, like a catcher's helmet, but he's like swinging a bat and like hitting a cinder block, like into a, into a soccer goal. It's <laughs> it's amazing. He's just like putting all, just putting all this dumb stuff together, and it's great. I I made I made notes of what it's like soccer ball, soccer, volleyball, tennis, fishing, baseball, cricket. This is what I also what I saw in the video. Didn't see any bowling. Yeah, no bowling, but I thought it was weird that fishing was in there, like on the in the title. It shows him fishing. So, well, I wonder if this one takes place in the same country as the last one. Yeah, I don't know, but there, but they said there were like dungeons and stuff, and it shows him like kind of walking around and like a giant beast, like in a wall with a giant eyeball, and it looks like they're really, really leaning into that story part of it, which I think is awesome. Like they're lean, leaning more into the RPG than than the than the, than the, the sports stuff, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, it, I really like Golf Story. I never completed it. I, I should. It makes me want to play the original one more. But I'm, I'm almost di- positive I'm on the very last match. I yeah, win because it's yeah. so hard. Another thing was like because I put because I recorded all of the songs from that game and put them all on YouTube. So I kind of like got a little tired of the songs because I listened to them so many <laughs> times, like trying to record it. So when I got to playing it, I was like, oh no, I don't like this. But yeah, no, I'd I'd like to. If not, if I don't like go back and beat it, I'll totally play the the sports story one. And and it's weird because a lot of these games that are on here, they don't actually really have a, they don't really have a release date. They're all just kind of like twenty twenty. Like I don't think anyone had an actual date aside from like today. Only the ones that were just coming out today, unless unless they showed up on the eShop. There is one other one that's coming out early that does have a date. But yeah, it said they said mid twenty twenty for that. And Dungeons and Espionage said was on there as well. So. I feel like, so not to ruin anything, but I will just say, I wish that they would have ended the presentation with sports story and they would have started with the thing they showed last. Like, and one more thing. Oh, really? I know, yeah. that, I know that game's popular, but I think I feel like that would have been a better thing to start with. Yeah. Like, be vague with something and then be like more like surprise yeah. you. I don't know. I think so maybe those two la- things were switched. It would have been great. Yeah. Maybe the last one, what they announced is was going to be kind of expected versus Sports yeah. story was not expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also, I feel like, well, I mean, the final thing, we might as well say it now, was Axiom Verge 2, which I have Axiom Verge on Wii U, and I never played it all the way through. But Once I, again, but it, but it could have been like, it would have been nice if like the announcement of it also came with the sale of, on Axiom Verge for Switch, because that would like, that would kind of push me to buy it and play through it on Switch. You know, be like, oh, hey, it's a half off or something like that, because it is on the eShop. That's kind of what I kind of wish would have been extra on that. Yeah. And that is a game I want to play. And I did enjoy what I played of Axiom Verge. Like Axiom Verge goes way far back. Like 
that was in like one of our very first episodes that we talked about mm-hmm. that because Jeffrey Wittenhagen, our very first guest, was talking about how good it was and it was heading to Switch and he had played on PC or whatever. So, and the soundtrack's really good too. I bought the soundtrack for that. So, so yeah. But yeah, no, that's uh, Sports Story was the first one. Second one was Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. So, what do you think now that you've seen the footage of it? I'm liking it better and better. I think I think um, it looks good. I, I, I like the animation's good. Originally was like I, I wasn't sure that I liked the style. I think they have sort of thrown a little dirt on it in the meantime. It, it looks. Um, re- I mean, it looks really I smooth. Think so too. Yeah, it looks really smooth. That, that's it what I want. Like I wanted it to well. look a little grimier. Yeah, um, but the quality of the animation is great. Like I watched that video three or four times just to catch some of the other details, and like he's like doing this uppercut move in one point, and it, it just like it really does look like a Saturday morning cartoon. It looks like great quality animation. Um, I was confused though at first as to why this was in the indie world presentation. Cause this is a Sega game, right? But as it turns out, this is made in association with Sega. Yeah. I figured that so, they was, yeah, they, they gave the license to somebody and it's they being gave the produced license by to somebody else. Yeah. And it's being produced by, so I guess what I gathered from it. Well, yeah. w- while this whole video was coming out, I was, while I was watching it, I was like, okay, I was like, okay, which game's going to happen today? I'm like, which one of these am I going to have to get? And when I saw Streets of Rage 4, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm like, maybe that's out today. I'll play the shit out of that. And no. Yeah, no. They said, I think it's first half 2020. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean, man? I feel like that game's been in development forever. I was actually kind of... 2020 kinda, seems so far away. It's like I mean, it's all, all these releases. It's less than a month away. Like, just, that's the distant future. It's a few weeks away, <laughs> man. We are almost It's a whole other decade. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's very close though. It's a couple weeks away. I mean, we're this is we're one ninety eight, so we're like a few episodes away from that. I but, should point out that I'm wearing my Streets of Rage shirt. Oh yeah, right now. Yep. But uh, in anticipation of the game, yeah, I don't know. We we waited how long since the last one? Like since nineteen ninety five or something. Since Streets so, of Rage three, which yeah. I didn't even. I don't even think I played that one. Yeah. No, I mean I, I'm excited about it. I, I I was like, is it coming out today? I was like, I'll get it today. But yeah, no. But, so no, yeah. you're never going to get it because it'll, it'll never come out. <laughs> First half 2020. What, I mean, how far does that go till May? That seems so far away. But yeah, no, the, there's a new uh, Yuzo Koshiro song on there, which is awesome. And it definitely felt like it was in the vein of the Streets of Rage soundtrack. So I dug that. And uh, what's after that? Uh, Gleam Light. Gleam Light. One yes. of my, my favorite lines from it is uh, stained glass, no words. <laughs> because <laughs> they, they were talking about like there's no ui or there's like no tutorial it's mm-hmm. like they're not explaining to you how to do stuff and there's just no words in it i'm like okay it's gonna be like an ikea manual like how to build the furniture yeah but in game form <laughs> yeah i guess you're at your like, light sounds like an ikea furniture thing maybe it does really <laughs> by the gleam light. you're but like it's a, actually like a, a salad bowl <laughs> <laughs> it's a bookshelf uh yeah, you're like a living blade or something, and you're walking through a stained glass world. It looks very pretty, like hand drawn. I don't know. I guess sort of like on the lines of like Hollow Knight or something. It's one of those things that if it comes out at the right time and nothing else is out, maybe I'll get it. But I don't know. Kind of yeah. I'm like whatever. And uh, let's talk about bacon switch, Jeremy. You're you're the you're the cook. <laughs> How about that one? You like smack the dough around until it gets to a big lump. <laughs> And then you cook it, right? Are are you like, there's like an oven that you put it into, but you want it to not, you want to cook it, but you don't want to let it go to the bad guy, but you're still killing it either way. I don't don't know what's happening here. It's like a four person party game. It's weird. 
but sometimes weird works. A lot of times weird works. All the best stuff was weird at first. True. So hopefully that's a good sign. The, pre- the presentation was definitely weird, too, with that guy being like, I'm going to eat a bunch of stuff in front of the camera. What's up, man? Yeah, I'll buy the <laughs> game if it requires that you eat cake while you're playing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, then I'm going to eat this. And then eat- yeah, I, mean, right. I mean, if you have cake, then do it. Yeah, that was one that I was like, I'm probably not going to get that one. Well, <laughs> it is fair to say like this whole the whole uh, Indie World Showcase was set up like each studio doing their own little mini presentation. So. There was a really other than like showing Professor X at the beginning, like from Powerpuff Girls, like they did last time. It was there wasn't like a unifying like theme to theme, each, yeah. each of the presentations. In fact, like the thing at the very end was like an afterthought because it literally seemed like that person was just like they didn't have much to say. So or the Axiom Verge too. Mm. I forgot we revealed what it was. We did. Yeah, we were just kind of like here's a little bit of it. The end. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. I mean that, that's kind of how these go. Seems like. Or wait, he didn't even show footage, did he? he just... No, he did. There, yeah. there was footage from from Axiom Verge too. They showed showed a bunch of it. I mean, they showed the character. There's boomerangs now in it. So That's right. You got that. I should have watched yeah. the presentation again, but I do remember that being underwhelming compared to the some of the other stuff. It was just kind of something I wasn't really. I wasn't like, man, I really hope there's a sequel to Axiom Verge. But I mean, I think I think the Tom Happ is is incredible. Uh, developer and an excellent uh, musician. So I really enjoyed the soundtrack of that. So I'm definitely in on it, but so after he did the music and the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did the, well, yeah, he did the whole thing himself, including the music. So, um, and then after that, so bacon switch, that's a summer 2020 game. So that's kind of far away too. And, uh, the one after that, I'm actually pretty excited in super mash. The one where you, I guess you play a oh, game. Oh, right. That like, did look cool. You play a game developer and you're, and you're uh, basically combining genres together to try to make a game that will sell and like your stuff can uh-huh. flop too. And right when I saw it, I was just like, I'm going to combine everything with, J- with JRPG and see what I get. You know, It looks like, um, <laughs> it made me think of Scribble Knots just in the fact that you're like using adjectives to describe the, or whatever, mm-hmm. what it's going to be. So, and then like, you're just trusting the wacky computer to like make it work for you. Yeah, I definitely see that. I'm I'm very interested too. Like I'm just like I like man. the way the titles looked really crazy, like all the different yeah. stuff that was on there. And I was wondering like I'm like, so how long do you get to play each of these game creations that you right. have? So if you're making a whole bunch of JRPG stuff, they're obviously not all gonna be like a hundred hours each. Like it's like how much will I have to play of each of these? To know, I, I don't know. I'm it's I'm very my I'm very peaked. My curiosity is very peaked on it. And I'm like this. Or combine be sports kind of, with an RPG. A what RPG? Sports with an RPG. Yeah, well, we already have that. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, want, I think like, it'll be sort of a WarioWare situation where these are going to be little tiny games. Yeah, and uh, you'll have you'll play them in succession like that. It'll be like a shoot 'em up RPG. That'd be fun. Well, there was a. I mean, it's a complete side note, but and that show, Axe of the Blood God, that we listened to, there was like an R-type RPG that they were talking about. I'm like, I want to play yeah. that. <laughs> and there's I a Doom, too. I mean, there's a Doom RPG, too, that you can get on your phone that I was interested in. But I think anything can be turned into an RPG and be cool, you know, if you, you could totally do it right. So that's be what I would doing on that, be doing on that game. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm super interested in that one. That's that's a that's a yay for me on that one. May 2020. That's my that's my birthday too, and there very, was very curious how they're going to make it work. And it's really. Did you find it really weird that the guy like showed you a code that you can use in the game, 
when the game isn't yeah, coming out really for like yeah. <laughs> let us try out that level. Well, it's not coming out for another like six months, and it's like here's a code that you're not going to remember in six months. Here, oh, yeah. maybe they'll release a demo for it soon or something. Yeah, it was really weird that he had the code there because I'm like, uh, I would love to play a demo, but yeah, as far as I know, I haven't seen a demo for it yet. So what was after that? Uh, the Talos Principle. The Talos Principle. We talked about that. That's available today. That's like the 3D kind of a. I don't know, sort of like a mist-ish vibe, but with good graphics is kind of what I got from it. Or like, what was that one? Uh, what was that one like um, game that the Braid guy made? Do you remember that game? Oh yeah, the guy, yeah. the guy made it was Braid. Like it kind of game of the year and all that stuff. Well, maybe by like one person, and it was him, the guy who made it. But no, no, I mean it, that one was pretty divisive too. I mean, some people, a lot of people I hated that game. What you're talking about. But, no, it was it was a game. I forget what it was called. The guy who made Braid, he did like a game. Well, looking at Talos Principle, that's what I would think that that game would be like if I had actually played the Braid one. I don't know. Same similar thing where you walk around in a three D area in first person and you have to figure out puzzles and stuff. It was the something. Yeah, it was. Well, this one's called the something also. That could be anything. Yeah. But yeah, Talos Principle uh, on the Switch today. I mean, I thought it looked graphically, it looked cool, but I don't think I'll get in. I don't think I'll end up getting it. Let's see. What was after that? Uh, Sail Forth. That was the sailing game. I, I was a little intrigued by that one. It's kind of like Wind Waker ish, I guess, but everything mm-hmm. is randomly generated, like all of the oceans and whatnot. That was like definitely a hot term in a lot of these games, procedurally generated. Yeah, it's like like that was a feature they made sure to mention. It's weird that, and I don't really find that. That's not really something that I'm like, oh, okay, I want that, you know. But I guess in indies, that seems to be a lot of what they go for is the procedurally generated stuff, you know. So it's a lot of their their wheelhouse, uh, like yeah, fans, roguelikes and procedurally generated things go well together. Yeah, but I, I like the I like those boats. Like I thought they looked cool. I like the idea of like, you know, sailing around. Like uh, I, I dig it. It kind of reminded me of Wind Waker minus the island stuff. So, so I was like, ah, I, I might check that out. We'll see. That one uh, had just a random just twenty twenty release date. Uh, Dauntless. They talked about that. That's available today. We talked about that earlier. Um, Sky Fighter, Sky Fighter armor and Sky Metal weapons is what the exclusive free weapon and outfit set is for switch. Uh, I didn't have time to play it, unfortunately, but I definitely want to check it out. Uh, maybe, maybe we could do like a stream as a group sometime, try to do it. I don't know. I want to try it out. It's, it's free. I already downloaded it. I just haven't gotten to play it yet. I think it's like six gigs or something like that, but, but I had some space so I could put it on there, but I'm interested to try that one out. Cause I've, I've heard a lot of people talk, talk great about it. Um, after that, speaking of, uh, what was it? Uh, Pick Cross earlier. There's a Pick Cross game with a murder mystery behind it. <laughs> murder by Numbers. Do you remember that game that was on there? Apparently, so you're, so you're like an actor in the 90s and you live in Hollywood and you're doing Pick Cross game. You're basically going through Pick Cross games to help you solve the murder mysteries. It seemed like super quirky and weird and just like a vehicle for Picross was basically what I got out of it. It's like, Hey, Picross in a different way. And I like Picross. It'd be cool if there's a story in there. Maybe I'll be more into it. I don't know. But the, they made sure and mentioned that the music is done by Masakuzu Sugimoru Mori, who did a Phoenix Wright and beautiful Joe. So that's pretty rad. They did call out the beautiful Joe guy. I remember that. Now. Yeah. Phoenix Wright and beautiful Joe. 
And that's early 2020. So that's another one that I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not really a huge Picross guy. I mean, the only really one I played was like the Game Boy one that you got for free on 3DS. Oh, and like and like the Zelda one that you could also get for free on 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the Pokemon I have the one. Uh, 3D one on DS, and I had a lot of fun with that yeah. one. I mean, they're good, but it'd be cool to have like a story wrapped around it too. So, I mean, I could see it being a fun thing. Let's say it gets it gets weirder. Well, I guess it doesn't get weird after that. Uh, this one's a definite buy for me, just because I always kind of wanted to play this game, and I think it was an Xbox exclusive, and I never got around to it. But uh, Odd World's Odd World Strangers Wrath, the first person the shooter, it's kind of a western. It's a first, it's a first person shooter. The main character sort of looks like the gunslinger, but from what I saw in the video, he his he has live ammo. He's like actually shooting like bugs and and creatures at people and stuff like that. It's um it's actually on sale right now until the thirtieth. It's on sale for twenty three ninety nine off of twenty nine ninety nine, and it's under a gig. So that was actually a big selling point for me too. I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's small. I can download it easily. That's one I want to check out because I like I like those old school or old school first person shooters, and that was one that I was interested in. I think it was yeah I think it was only on Xbox, so I couldn't get it Xbox the original one, so I couldn't get it for PS2 that I had at the time. And yeah, I'm interested in checking it out. It's the definitive version. They've added motion control in there and all that. So I don't. Know. It's it looks interesting to me. I I always like those Odd World games, so might as well give it another go. I have Odd World on on Wii U, so. Went went that went them that that baggy that far back even. What else? Oh yeah, after that, one, one of my favorites, <laughs> Skatebird. <laughs> I don't I don't know this if it had me excited, but then the release date was like end of next year. Yeah, right. I was like, yes, the skateboard game. Oh, a year. Yeah, that was another. That was another one where I was like, oh, today, today, no, end of next year. I'm like, oh, oh a year from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like, damn. But I, yeah, it looks like it looks like a really slow Tony Hawk, but with birds. Is kind of what I gathered from it. It's like it gives you extra air because you can fly a little bit. Yeah, you can flap a little bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a slow Tony Hawk with birds. I would have <laughs> been interested. Now it's like or flappy next bird month. with Tony Hawk combined. <laughs> I don't know, but then that, that other skate game is coming out like in a couple months, right? Yeah. Remember the skate it or no? What's the name of the skate game? It's not sk- Switch coming it's out. It's not skated. I don't. I don't remember what it was. Listen to our pre one of our previous episodes. You can find <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, there's <laughs> another one coming out that looks better. Yeah, no, I, I don't. No, I, I don't know. I think the, I like the skateboard one better because the other one it was the way it, it was like the way the camera was kind of made me feel less into it because it's not that third person skating like skateboard. I don't know. Scared Bird is one that I'm kind of excited about. And I, I think this was maybe my mind just made this up, but the music that they were playing in the background of Skatebird sounded a lot like the menu music from Tony Hawk 3. I was like, is that the same song? You know, that da, 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 the one that's like, it like has the uh, mixing on it. I'll play it right now in the in the final mix of this. You'll hear it right here. But it kind of reminded me of that song from from Tony Hawk on there. I was like, that can't be the same thing. And then they said that, that you'd get your own like special bird songs or whatever as you play it. But no, that game looked like a lot of fun. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll play that. But they're like, yeah, you have to wait for it. And I'm like, well, why are you even telling me about it? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what was it after that? Liberated. I remember that one. It's a comic book, black and white comic book, post-apocalyptic 
Uh, oh right, it's like interactive in the story. It's like comic but, Zone, but not. Yeah, parts of it actually looked like um, like the side scrolling shooting. It looked like my friend Pedro in black and white. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, there's like it said um. Uh, side-scrolling stealth gunplay is what they said. Interactive graphic novel, post-apocalyptic comic. I don't know. That one kind of just like, kind of just blew past me. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna play that. <laughs> you know, but whatever. You know, somebody will. It's a it, and that that one was interesting because they said it's a timed exclusive for the Switch, so it'll be on Switch first and then other systems later. So it's weird that they said that, and that was just 2020. No actual time on the. Uh, on the thing. And the only the only one that actually had a date, which you can find in the eShop, is Odd World's Strang- Stranger's Wrath, because that comes out on the 23rd of January. So, it's like 24 days after after the sale ends. But yeah, that one actually has a release date. I forgot to mention that. Um, this is probably the weirdest one on there, I think. Yeah. Uh, Boyfriend <laughs> <Yeah>. Dungeon? <laughs> Nintendo really leaning into the adult games now. I mean, it's not even them. It's just, it's an indie developer. You know, it's like, I think Nintendo's like, whatever you want to put on there, I don't care. That's kind of what it seems like they're at. We're going to call it Boyfriend Dungeon. Fine, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think they care. Now, but, what was it? The So it is a dating sim slash dungeon crawler, but like, is it the weapons that are the boyfriends or is it the... That's what it sounded like. Because it said, the lady okay. said, date weapons at home or on the go. <laughs> then they made a point to mention that it, ha- that it uses the uh, HD rumble. Yep, I I don't know. Are you saying that's, <laughs> that's for reasons? <laughs> you can feel you can feel your boyfriend in the HD rumble. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a quirky dating similar simulator where yeah. you actually get to do like procedurally generated generated dungeons. I don't know. I could see people being into that. I'm probably not going to play that one. But the more games, the better. But, the more like a, yeah. an audience that there can be then the more games we'll get ultimately uh, i mean the switch is pretty huge now uh it was we, true we had it in one of our news segments where you can mention it now but you you said you put in the notes that the switches beat xbox one for sales like total yeah like in the whole yeah. world like lifetime sales yeah. lifetime sales they yeah just surpassed switch just surpassed the xbox one worldwide is that, and that's all iterations of the xbox one I believe that includes all. Yeah, all the different to, to, versions or iterations of BG the charts. One. That's crazy because it came out in like what was it like twenty? It was twenty fourteen. So Xbox One, yeah, two and a half year, at least two and a half years before the Switch. Yeah, so Switch is yeah, it's Wait. it's a number. It's in a solid number two of this of the sales. Solid number two, but it's all yeah, <laughs> yeah. It says um, <laughs> the Switch to date has sold. 45.92 million units worldwide and Xbox One has sold 45.24 million units. Wow. Yeah. I mean it's it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. And and it's it's pretty much if you got an indie game, put it on there. PS4 is like way further up there though, right? It doesn't compare it to that. Yeah, I don't know how much higher PS4 is. Maybe we'll look that up for next episode or something. We can talk about that. Dreamscaper is the next one. This one actually looked kind of interesting to me. It's like uh, you do stuff. It actually kind of reminded me of that Catherine game, if you ever played that game, uh-huh. where, where you like do stuff in the while you're awake, and then you like the main game is while you're asleep, and but like stuff that you do in the in the awake game will affect you being asleep and all that. I don't know. I thought the art style looked kind of weird. I did find it strange that I don't know if you guys caught this, but the main characters have no faces. They're like oh, Indiana right. Joe. They have like flat. They're like the blank. They're like just nothing. Have no faces. I don't know. But it intrigued me enough to be like, oh, I'll check it out when it comes out, which I think is early 2020. 2020. So there you go. 
What do you think about the survivalist, Jeremy? That that seems like a Jeremy game because it has a whole lot of crafting and monkeys. Not that you're into monkeys, but yeah, it looks like you train the monkeys how to like <laughs> be your grunts. So you're basically enslaving the like yeah they can, animal population of this island you're on. Yeah, and they can craft too. Like I saw like. I did think it's kind of funny. There were like multiple craft tables that like the monkeys could go and make stuff with also uh-huh. by like throwing bananas to them. I don't know. This felt like something that you might play. Or that it looks interesting. Um, so it's a sequel. I, I think it's one of those games that, yeah, it gets exponential. So you just like put as much of your resources into expanding as you can. And then eventually you're like expanding really rapidly. It kind of looks like what you go to like different islands and stuff. So no, I, I'm definitely interested in it. Um, and it's a. I mean, if it's anything like Forager, I'll, I'll get really into it. If it's like that easy, like click clickability of the whole gameplay. Um, it, it's yeah. a it's a sequel to The Escapist, which I believe is already on Switch. So, oh, okay. for anybody who's interested in that series or whatever, it is already on the eShop. My I, friend Dan is really trying to get me to play Graveyard Keeper, and I was like, "Well, I might play it eventually when it's on the Switch." And then I realized it is on the Switch. <laughs> it's been on the Switch for a while. No, I heard that game's really good. Actually, that was on a list. That was on the same list of uh, Oberden. I think of I think Video Game Apocalypse. It was on their list of like stuff for last year. Was were those yeah. were those games? So, I, so I'm actually Dan, surprised. Dan, my you, friend really yeah. wants me to play it. Um, it seems like your type of game. I mean, it's like. That'll probably be my next Stardew. crafting type game I buy. Yeah, it's like Stardew, but with uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seemed like something you'd you'd be into. Damp- Dampy Simulator, I think is what we called and it. You like uh, right, and then you uh, you like uh, turn the corpses into your like the zombies into your like workers. That's what another thing that reminded me of the the monkeys and the survivalists. So I think I'll play that before I play survivalists. But then again, survivalists may not come out until. The end of 2020. So yeah, what was the what did they put down there for the release for that release for that? It just says 2020. So that's that's all you get. But I mean, it, if you I've looked into the Escapist before just because I was interested in the name, but it definitely has the same art style. And and the and I think I think there's two Escapist mo- Escapist games. I don't know if both of them are on Switch, but I know one of them is. So if anybody's really dying to play it, you can play it now or play something from that series. So that's already on there. And then the one that we talked about earlier, the final. And one last thing, the Axiom Verge 2 thing. Yeah. That was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I thought Axiom Verge was cool when it came out. I just wasn't really like, oh, my God. I think I really Axiom Verge, that reveal could have been anywhere else within the presentation, and then they should have closed it off with Sports Story. So I think Sports Story <laughs> was like one of the biggest, like, or Sports Story. Golf Story was like one of the biggest successes from, like, one of their early indie presentations where everybody was just like, what's this game where you're golfing and blah, blah. And everybody's like, it's going to be like Mario golf. And it was sort of like Mario golf. Kind of, but more, but way more stuff to do. Yeah. Way more like, I don't know, not, I wouldn't call it open world, but it kind of was in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, you could walk around and interact with different stuff. And I, and I played um, the game that John talked so many times, so much about a uh, super blood hockey. Yeah, uh, I finally played that at John's house, and that is totally an RPG. That game is totally yeah, straight up fun, RPG. Right? It's Super Blood Hockey. I'm just saying that is an RPG that you're playing. <laughs> it's, it's Super Blood Hockey. <laughs> like like that Damn game. It. Like that game reminded me a lot of Golf Story. Actually, same sort of thing. You know, where it's like you're playing golf, but there's other stuff along with it. You know, like exploring the world and talking to different people, and you know, and there's a story like aside from just the golf stuff, and yeah. I, I still highly recommend that to anybody who hasn't played it, the first golf story. It's definitely worth playing. Anybody that gets a Switch 
that I know, and I mean, I've, I know they're sold a lot of them because many people I know have gotten them recently. And they're like, what, what's a good game that you would recommend, Jeremy? I'm like, Golf Stories, like almost always one of the first ones I'll recommend. I'll be like, it's like 15 bucks and it's amazing. Yeah. Well, you can also say, I, I say to a lot of people, Dragon Quest Eleven because you can play eight hours for free. That's true. Like, like hey. any of those demos, I will say, I will yeah. say that. Which I did have a friend who, well, Joe, who ended up buying the game after he played the demo because he liked it so much. So, and that, I mean, so did I. So did you. We sure, probably yeah. would have gotten it anyway. But I was going to get, it. yeah, I was going to get it regardless of how the demo was. But it was really nice that you could do that. You had this meaty demo that would carry over. I was, I was really into which that. I don't know if we've mentioned it. But they did upgrade the Dragon Quest or the Dragon Quest Builders two demo as like a a bigger meatier version now. Yeah, it's I don't know like the mighty version. I don't know. It's got a different name, but it's like a bigger demo. Yeah, I think it's mighty. I think it's the mighty version. But yeah, so that's another thing that I would recommend to people. Like, here's a you can play this for as long as you want, and you're just stuck in the first level. But yeah, that game's really good though. I mean, hopefully they show more of like the actual first island that you go to because. In the original demo, you couldn't go to the first island. I mean, I guess went, the whole first island is included in this demo. Yeah, well, you, in the original one, you go to like the hub island, I guess, but you don't go uh-huh. to the actual like first like story island, like the first level one. Yeah. And I feel like if people went there, you would kind of understand like how cool the game is and all that. And that's a really well, if they put all that on there, that's a really long segment because I only made it to like the one thing I that I'm only hoping made it to, like, I haven't the second island, it, but I'm kind of hoping that <clears> I don't have to restart again. Like it'd be kind of cool if it picked up my progress from the other demo area. Oh, sure, yeah. No, it should. I mean, I don't know. I I bought the whole game, so I don't need to try the other demo, but that would be cool. I mean, it'd be worth trying out. It's free, you know? I think that's. I think we're good for this episode. What's uh, this that Rich just mentioned in the, uh, the chat? He says, Tetris 99 just released Team Battles. Oh, okay. I, I missed that. I actually can't see the comments right now, so uh, can you read mm. it to me? That's just what he said. He just said, Tetris 99 just released Team Battles. He said this. Yeah, I did notice today it popped up that was an update, but I didn't check it out. Oh, nice. Hot off the press here, the Tetris 99. Let's, let's hold on. find it. We'll find it right now, live, for you listeners, watchers. That's how we do it. Well, I saw when I actually when I when I uh, turned on my switch for the for today, it actually told me that Tetris 99 had been updated while it was asleep. So, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, so here, uh, according to GameStubSpot, new Tetris update, adding a new team-based mode to the Battle Royale-style Tetris game called Team Battle, and it gives players the options to join one of four colored teams at the start of a match and be the, fight to be the last group remaining. Oh, it looks like you start a match and then you... yeah. If even you one send the if, password to your friend and then they put the password in and join it. If even one member of the team is left, team is left at the end of the game, the entire team will be victorious. There are a few other wrinkles to team battle mode since not every team will be will have an even number of players. Smaller groups will resu- will receive a will receive a boost in attack power to level out all the teams. Okay, so that's cool. So like if you don't if you have different amounts of people, they'll kind of like the game will kind of balance it on its own. And here's a tweet from Nintendo Versus saying that. That's awesome. I'd like to I, I want to try that out. I should definitely do that soon. I love Tetris 99. It's on my top 10 best games of the year, 100%. So, I Definitely my top 99 Switch games. Uh, <laughs> that game's good, man. It should be higher. Tetris 99. No, it's awesome. it's up there. I play that game. Every time I play that game, it's always hard for me to turn it off because I have so much fun with it. It's, my partner loves it. She actually 
buying a Nintendo membership just so she can play it. Because she's she's nice. finished she she finished in the top ten again the other night. Oh, like nice. twice. So she's, she's really gonna get that. the she's gonna get, get the the game and the membership together. They have a package like that. Well, she's just in order for her to play with her own profile on my Switch, she has you have to, to have, have an online membership. You have to have two online yeah. memberships. Yeah. Yep. Well, that that's what we that's what Jess and I ran into with Mario Maker Two. Mm-hmm. Was so I had to get her a separate one, but then I eventually got her a separate Switch, so it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter, you know. It made sense for that, but yeah, I think I think that's been our episode for this week. One hundred ninety-eight. We have a, had a lot of stuff on there. Uh, next week, we're gonna get into we're gonna talk about twenty nineteen as a whole, where we go through all the ups and downs and different releases and stuff like that, and that'll be fun. And also our Patreon episode, which we didn't get to do today, but I'm really excited about doing it. We're gonna be we're gonna be doing an episode where we talk about our favorite games for every year for the past like ten years. But not, but not including this year's game because we haven't done that yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited to record that, and, and it sucks that we weren't able to do it today. But we should have it. We should have it done in the next week or so. It'll definitely be done this month, you know, because it'll be the extra episode for this month on Patreon. And uh, thanks to uh, Edwin Garcia by for becoming a patron as well. You can li- he has thanks, he's able awesome. to thanks. listen to our extra episodes and all that. Last time I messaged him and said thanks, and he said he was listening to the Dreamcast episode. So I hope that you're enjoying our extra stuff on there, and thank you for supporting the show and all that stuff. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, all you need to do is drop us a dollar, and you can listen to our extra stuff. And uh, it'll be the one continuous feed that has uh, episodes of uh, this show and Drunk Monday, which is our sister show that I do with my wife, where we talk about, uh, you know, TV and movies and Japan. We talked about Japan in our last couple episodes. You can check that out, but uh, yeah, and it's um, it'll sometimes stuff comes out early on the earlier on the Patreon, depending on what my schedule is, and it's already always at a higher bit rate and min- minus commercials, so that's the way to hear it. If you and you only have one feed and you hear everything through that, so thank you to everybody who's supported us on that one, and uh, still uh, offering uh, to make you some custom beat art. Yeah, Jeremy's still waiting for some beat art, man. That's like ten dollars a month, and you don't even have to do it for multiple months. You can yeah. just do it for one month and get a beat art. So, you know, check that out. You can check that out at patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast. And uh, also, also, I have a lot of, I have a lot of uh, Twitch stuff coming up. I have a lot of Twitch stuff coming up for me. Um, for anybody who's listening to this live, I'm going to be watching the game awards tomorrow, which, which I talked about at seven thirty central standard time. Pop in on the, pop in on the comments. We'll talk about it. I'll be dr- having shots and stuff like that. It will be fun. We will, you know, see if Cosmos is really in there. I'm sure there's going to be a new super smash brothers guy. And, uh, maybe Jeremy and John can pop in for a second and comment on it. But my big, my big stream is a uh, Friday night and my normal 2 a.m. spot. I will be, I will be marathoning all of the star Wars games on super Nintendo uh, that's a uh, new hope through Return of the Jedi, one after another for uh, Extra Life, which is a uh, which is a charity that would give gives to a uh, children's hospital in Chicago. So check that out. You know, uh, give you know give them some money if you can. It's for a good cause, and it's be my first charity show thing that I ever did. So you know, come by, say hello. That's at twitch.tv slash podcast. and you can find us at youtube.com slash podcast. Also. Um, if you have any questions or comments about the show, you can DM me at Nintendo underscore domain at Twitter and Jeremy at jmaxstack at Twitter. And John, find you at johnnitter.com, right? Correct. 
cool. And I think that's I think that's all of our stuff. Uh, thanks for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. Dot com.